0: And so I said, if you don't understand what we're on about, listen to part one!
1: (laughs) No, No, true. you should listen to part really one. should. Please, we need to get our numbers up. Hello, and welcome to the Big Damn Cast, your weekly dose of geeky gossip and nerdy news and endless witterings of nonsense. I am here, I am Matt, I am here with. I am Chris, and I am here, and I am here. Yes, and we're talking more. We're talking about the latter half of Russell's, Russell T Davies' stint. Sure, we're on. Rusty D. On. Everyone's favourite TV show. Quantum Link. Well, the, the two thirds of this room's favourite TV show. Uh, well, <laughs> Doctor right, Who. I, uh, hang, now, hang on. Mm. What is my favourite TV show? None of this room's favourite TV <laughs> show, really, when you think about it. Uh, Doctor Who. But everyone Yay! loves it. Yay! And The Runaway
0: Bride. Yes. Is next, boys and girls. Um, Christmas special 2006. Yeah, following on from uh, again another tradition of this era at the end of uh, Doomsday, the tradition of the last episode of the series. Well, it technically happened with the regeneration at the last in the first series as well. But yeah, we didn't the, touch on
1: it last episode. But the, yeah, the, the the end
0: of the series uh, bleeding into the next story is a cliffhanger. Yes, um, which they do for three years, I guess. Regeneration in series two, this year the arrival of a rando bride in the Tardis, uh, Catherine
1: Tate, which which, in which upset a lot of
0: people. Yeah, oh me included. Like I. I think Catherine Tate is brilliant. Now. Back then, I was kind of annoyed with her because I, I sort of hate catchphrase comedy and catchphrase comedy was massively on the rise in the early 2000s. Oh, hugely. Like, usually because of of shows like Little Britain. And uh, it was... The Catherine Tate show was very much one of those shows. There is a lot more to it, but a lot of it relies on that kind of formula, and I don't, I don't blame her for that so much as no. the people who commissioned those shows and things oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, totally. The way they were edited and shaped and, and everything. Um, but when I saw her at the end, this was like, I, why? Well, no, my response was what, what? <laughs> just what? like the doctors,
1: yeah. <laughs> the three whats? What? Ah, what? uh, what's on? Uh, but yeah, I did. I didn't have that much of a problem with it, to be honest. Um, and I, end, I thought the end, the bride actually ended up being quite a good laugh.
0: It's pretty fun. Yeah. You have got a big old creepy boo his film.
1: Is it um, Sarah Parish? Yeah, in ridiculous amounts of cosmetic oh makeup. Oh my
0: god, the the Empress of the Arachnos is a fantastic <laughs>
1: design. Loads of co- of, of prosthetics. Strapped into a giant spider leg rig.
0: Did you see it? Uh, the the full costume at one of the exhibits? Yeah, It was so impressive, wasn't it? It was huge! Massive. Um, massive thing, but a great design. And yeah, a, again, nice simple story. She randomly appears in the TARDIS because shenanigans. Um, she's been fed a bunch of this stuff, like poisoned slowly over time. because. Yep. Uh, It has something to do with the the Ragnos and and the babies eating, and her fiancé Lance is very much part of it and behind it, and it's it's your archetypal, like, monsters are going to rise up and take over the world story. Um, The monsters just happen to be giant spiders, They will only ever see the one, which is a shame. Mm. Um, But what a design. She looks amazing. Uh, Highlights, the TARDIS chase down the motorway is pretty damn impressive. The redesigned pilot fish, as we now know they're called, the Santas, yeah. are so they're good. Great. Like I love their really tinny, like um, you know tin they, soldier they look like tin look toys. in the first one, yeah. but unless they've got that that more plastic like yeah. you know mascot head kind of thing, they're they're a bit more terror of the a bit more Frank side bottom. Yeah, yeah, they're the big, Frank big Sidebomb. Eyes and stuff. Um, they're freaky and I like them a lot. Yeah, they're good, and though. I like their underneath design. We sort of see what pilot fish actually look like as these robots, these, the, the, you know, the like golden masks. Um, or robotos. Yeah, with big old, big old guns under their robes. And everything. <laughs> like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it, it's, 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 it's a nice, daft, fun special. It's not, like, essential viewing, but it's just cool. And at the end, he, he says to her, like, you know, do you want to travel? And she's like, no.
1: Well, hell no. Hell no. It's like, thank you, but no. She's actually got a... a a nice bit of uh, sympathetic edge to her by the, through this oh, story. yeah. Because she's a bit of a loser. But and the, like... the, the man she thought loved her
0: was using her for something else. Yeah. And, and she's and kind she's sort of... of betrayed. And we meet a, a mum and a dad in this. Um, they actually played a dad unfortunately passed away didn't he soon after because he was going to be in series four. Yes. because Spoiler, Catherine <laughs> Tate
1: does return to be a proper companion. Because she says this as well she's four. like you know,
0: do visit like, pop back and say hello at some point, or whatever, and he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, alright, I will. And he doesn't. (laughs) Until he does, but yeah. (laughs) Um, But he does meet a new friend in the aptly named for Russell T Davies show, first episode of Series 3, Smith and Jones. And,
1: you know, I thought it was ambitious that their sort of historical person episode should be such a recent comedy duo. Um, Get out. And I didn't get them to do Mel Smith and Griffey's Jones.
0: Have either of them been in Doctor Who? I know Mel Smith can't be in Doctor Who. Yeah, he passed away. Have have they been in
1: Doctor Who? I don't think Griffey's Jones has been in Doctor Who. Has Mel Smith been in Doctor Who? I don't believe so. It would have been in the classic series it would it have was. been in. The, it would have been in the Colin or Sylvester era. But I don't point,
0: believe he was. Back when JNT was just going, what random comedy or variety person can I throw in <laughs> yeah, this Yeah, like week? when he put Hale
1: and Pace in... Uh, Survival. Survival. In Ken Dodd in... Um, oh, fucking hell. In, that was uh, bad. In... Oh, Delta and the Bannermen.
0: Delta and the Bannermen, that's
1: the one. Delta was, and the Bannermen a very, very bad serial. Yes, it
0: is. Um... But this is uh, you know, th- th- this is this is a ton of fun. So we're introduced to Martha and her family again, going with the formula from Rose. We get to meet the Joneses uh, and where they're Keeping at.
1: Keeping up with the Joneses, eh? Uh, Martha's dad, and, and
0: Martha's dad, and his new partner, and Martha's mom. We get to meet like a, a sister Trish and uh, and her brother, and, and you. We get a sense of who everyone is, and she's very much sort of the one sole voice of reason, kind of trying to keep everybody a level of sanity and 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 civility with each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. But she's stressing out, she's studying to become a doctor. Um, Has she not finished? it? Is she not an actual doctor? Is she not like in residence at this point? No, she's still toward the end because she meets the doctor uh, properly at the hospital bed when she's one of the students being asked questions. Right, right, Um, right. And that stuff works so well because it's like, she sees him (laughs) earlier in the day and then sees him in the hospital and is like, hang on. I saw you this morning. he's like, well, you can't have been here for weeks. And all this stuff, it's like, oh, okay. Uh, So we
1: as the viewer, uh, we as the
0: viewer this time, we get to meet somebody, she's our eyes and ears, but we know something she
1: doesn't know. uh, So
0: that's a nice little angle to play it out. Like to meet the doctor, the way she meets him, but we have that extra knowledge of, we know who he is, and he's obviously investigating something, because why else would he be hanging out around here?
1: But also they've got the challenge of having to introduce a new companion after Rose was so beloved. Yeah, and, and, was I our, think, and was our main character and honestly I don't think they pulled it off I think I'm think I not a huge fan of Martha
0: I I like Martha a lot retroactively I think Martha is incredibly well written and has a great arc I just don't think Freema necessarily was right for the part myself I think Freeman Adjiman is a very good actor and seeing her in stuff since like the Carrie Diaries and everything where I've dipped in and have a look at it She's really good. I don't think she was quite the right fit for this part.
1: No. Or at least wasn't no. yet. Maybe it's that then. Maybe that's what I'm feeling. Like, she's great, but there's just,
0: she's got this sort of level of. Uh, there's almost like a vanilla delivery in some places for stuff that, you know, someone else wouldn't be afraid to sort of dig into a little bit more. It's a little m- muted. It, it, it it's Andrew Garfield pretty face emotions instead of Tobey Maguire gun face emotions which is kind of what this character <laughs> needed a bit ah. and more on Andrew Garfield and Freeman Radjaman later.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So, um, I can see, I can see, uh, I can see what you mean. But yeah, she, uh, I think the character introduction's really nice. Like, Again, they use the Rose formula, but the added element of like us having more knowledge about the situation than she does. Yeah. So we, as a viewer, are sort of just waiting for, waiting for the Doctor to to uncover whatever is happening. And boy, does something happen! The whole hospital gets zapped up to the moon, uh, and the in, Jadun arrive. The point in an oxygen pocket, Jadun platoon on the moon, big rhino policeman Russell, and the and the designers and the effects team create. Quite possibly the most visually iconic new species, in terms of like aliens in the show.
1: They are they are space rhino policemen. Like there you go. That's that. There you go. Like, what more do you need?
0: Imagine if the Santarans and uh, the judges from Judge Dread had a baby, whilst a rhino d- d- spunked all over them. Splice with is, rhinos. This in is it. what you'd get, and they look. So good. And just the gimmick of like we're seeing it from the human perspective. So at first yeah. we don't understand them until they use their translators. So you've got the whole rope stuff. It's like what the
1: hell? The, the bingo markers. The yeah. Scanners. Yeah, Designating people as
0: examined because they're looking for it's their plasmavore. Yes. Who's a, v- a vampire by any other name. Oh my god, what's her name? She's phenomenal. She's in years, years and she? She is, she's so good. Um, um what is she
1: got? There. bring up that
0: episode, sonny jim
1: the Laddie boy so get I've got the cast list on this because I'm on that's the right. wrong website that's alright I'll have a quick look
0: Um sorry, I'll bring it up uh, what, what are your memories of this one because this was like the first
1: revamp I right. like the judoon thought it had a, a neat little sense of humour um, Florence Finnegan no that's what the character's called that's the
0: character's name I'm an idiot <laughs> Um, why do the wikis not have the cast members that's so strange
1: it is odd I'm going to get onto to YMDB no, that's right wikipedia it'll take me a second so go on go, go. Um, but yeah uh, I mean I just remember being into the idea of giant rhino police Anne Reed. and read and read of course okay. Um, yeah I thought it was uh... space, space police like straight up just
0: the police yeah. of
1: space which and it gives it them sort of, an excuse to recur which they do it and was not just, just in, in this show the show just had that feel of like that slightly daft adventure fantasy that you could really enjoy on a saturday, on a saturday evening and it was a lot of fun like I, that's what it was it's got the um sl-
0: uh, what do they call a it sli- a slig? slag
1: the uh oh, slab Slab. The the the, the uh, henchman made entirely out of leather.
0: Yeah, who look like motorcycle couriers. Yeah, um, they were quite good, and and are clearly sort of meant to be a little bit of a visual nod to the Stig of Top Gear fame. Yeah, um, which is quite funny.
1: Quite good. It's quite it's funny. In the <laughs> it's <laughs> quite good. Oh, him, him, him.
0: Uh, I love the heck out of this one. I think it. I think it's a really fun series opener. Yeah. Um. And sets a tone, it absolutely which then is. carries through into the second episode. When at the end the Doctor's like, "Right, as a thank you for helping me out, let's you know, well, I'll take you somewhere. Where do you want to go? Like, let's go somewhere amazing. This would be really cool." And we go into the Shakespeare Code.
1: Yes. And that's right. That's the next one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's the it's the historical, I uh, 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 um, character episode, um. D. Lennox Kelly pops up with Shakespeare. Which it's... is a
0: really cool. I think it's a really cool take on him because not just the not Shakespeare, but just the idea that the show's gone, oh, you think you know what we're going to do yeah. with him? No, we're going to do a bit different. We're going to do it a little sideways. And he's a bit more of a. He's a bit. He's in his sort of cocky, like mid career. Yeah. He's, he's got a bit of an ego to him. Because well, we, we always picture him as like. Pitching things to Elizabeth the
1: First to be like, so the new play is going to be the whole thing. So
0: no. she's like, oh, very good. Like we always kind of picture Shakespeare to be that
1: kind the, of uh, guy. I always think, picture more upstart crow. Yeah, and, <laughs> and instead
0: we're, we're, in the, we're in the we're in the we're in the pre-balding, um, sort of mid stage of his career where he's yeah. kind of lapping up the success. This is amongst sort of lower the lower classes at this point. Where he's well, just the, like, the, he's the plot just revolves divided.
1: around the idea of Love's Labour's Won,
0: the the lost Shakespeare play. Yeah. Um, which again, this is a great thing that the series does. Like Unquiet Dead* did that theme as well. Unquiet Dead* talks about um, *Edwin Drood*, *Edwin Drood and the Blue Elemental. Yes, which again. is it? Which is a short story that uh, Dickens was working on that was never finished. Which was about blue ghosts. The mystery
1: of Edwin Drood, as it was published as.
0: Uh, yeah, because it, like it was put out in some form, wasn't it later? But it was never. I believe
1: it was serialized. Yeah, so it was. So it didn't. So they never finished it.
0: And, and now we get the same thing with the lost Shakespeare play, which must have been a get for Tennant, because he's an RSC member and a massive Shakespeare <laughs> fan. So like to be like, oh, I get to star in a sci-fi drama where we talk about the, the show that was never finished, the, yeah. the play that was never written. A sequel to Love's Labour's Lost. Isn't it? Like, it's a straight-up sequel play.
1: Well, Yeah, because they've got Love's Labour's Lost. Is, is premiering i think yeah in this episode so and people
0: were annoyed with the ending
1: so he said he was going to do a follow-up yeah we get the carrionites. um which are basically the three witches yes yeah, a delightfully delicious design as well oh i like that use uh, of alliteration there Can't thank good. you very much 10 uh, out of 10.
0: the sicker acts are, are woven into it which is nice uh, <laughs> yeah harry potter is used as a plot device yeah. to help save the day <laughs> Yeah. It's all about the use of words and imagination and the command of words. Um we get, the, we well, get the, cra- the the too. crazy um like prisoner who's lost his mind and all these sort of little different like voodoo like this Who do? you do. Do what? Remind me of the babe? Nah, I uh, yeah. some pretty cool ideas in here, but uh, it's written by Tuff. Then... Oh, God, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. All slightly tainted, but it doesn't take away what a great 45 minutes of television it is. Yeah. Um, do you know what else is a great 45 minutes of television? Our next sequel episode, Gridlock, which is a sequel to New Earth. Because we find <laughs> out what's happened with one of the sisters of
1: Plenitude and someone we've not mentioned yet. The face of Bo. We mentioned him briefly when we were talking about the end of the world, but you didn't mention him in New Earth, where no, no, he no, no. also appears. The
0: face of Bo, who uh, said that they would meet three times, um, and in this one leaves the doctor with the ominous words, You are not alone. Because um, we get the sense that the face of Bo knows a lot more than they're letting on in terms of the doctor's life and everything. Yes. Uh, not only that, we get to basically watch. It
1: shouldn't work. It's 45 minutes of Stuck in Traffic, the show. It shouldn't work. But it's 45 minutes with stuck in traffic with a cat person and his wife, uh, his human wife. Kitten gifts. Uh, Kitten gifts. You're welcome, internet. David Tennant holding kittens. David Tennant holding kittens. Uh, Two uh, elderly punk lesbians, uh, other strange people, and. All the strange, strange creatures. And of the macro
0: it's a sequel to the Macra Terror <laughs> we find out that the Macra have not only survived the Macra this, do not exist they end up on this planet <laughs> and because of all the noxious gases at the lower level where they ended up like colonising they have devolved yeah. into mindless beasts so these things that back in the second Doctor's era like mind controlled whole yeah. civilization, are now themselves just these brutes that eat and fight and rut and kill themselves and so really they're human they after all yeah um but it's great because it's like they could have they could have just created whatever they wanted in the smog and they obviously went do you know what let's just do the macro let's just do the macro yes they're not behaving like they used to but we can explain that it's fine we can explain that they're not doing that it's and it'll fine. be cool no one no one really minds and it was it's a cool. fucking macro and it was but it's cool though it's nice the
1: design hasn't really changed they're just massive well, they just actually work in this yeah, well, yeah. That's <laughs> true. I do, I suppose. I've only really seen the animation, so I can't really mock them that much. But size-wise, they've gone from being, like, six foot, sort of, wide and four foot tall... If to I being... remember correctly, the original puppets for the, Mac- the Macro Terra were built around a mini. Damn! Okay, that's what But they cool. weren't very good. Whereas and these the ones... weren't happy with
0: CGI, uh, kaiju-sized motherfuckers. Yeah. Um... There's some great stuff in this. Martha going off and like being separated and being taken away on her own. Yeah, uh, this is this is her chance to basically show like what she's capable of, and and that works super well. Um, but also, also, we get our first proper description and visual of Gallifrey. Yeah, this is the first time I think Gallifrey is mentioned in the modern series by by name. name I think yeah, yeah. Uh, so very much like the classic run, like it doesn't get named to letters. It. It's first named in the Time Warrior yes, um so it's you know we, we've waited, but we get to see it we get to he's describing the doctor basically says like i've you know i've I've been lying to you a bit like you know because he for two stories prior to this he keeps referring to like oh yeah my people are amazing, my home's wonderful and all this and he finally comes forward and he's like I've been lying to you because I guess if I lied it was sort of almost real for me for a bit
1: yeah that and my he... my planet is not gone, but it is.
0: We also get the, the start of the story arc in these last two stories of Martha's kind of really taken aback by this guy and she's like completely sort of fallen for him. Bowled over by him, yeah. But she's very much, unbeknownst to her at first, she's the rebound girlfriend. Yes. Which is a horrible, like, yeah. situation. But something that Russell T. Davis is really good at is writing humans being humans. And being flawed and being selfish. Well,
1: that's why he was a successful enough drama writer to be able to bring back this show.
0: So, the Tenth Doctor is not really a particular... Like, he's a, he's a hero and, uh, and all this stuff. But when it comes to personal connections, he's pretty damn selfish. Yeah. Yeah. And not always aware of it.
1: Which is a very human trait. Yeah. Which is fair. great,
0: because this Doctor is very much more human than a lot of prior incarnations. Because, as we theorise in 9 is 10... <laughs> well, listen to it. Uh, he is... He's a reactionary incarnation. He is. He's exactly the way he is, because he was basically space boyfriend for Rose. Yeah. Hence why he never really forms that proper connection, uh, and can't see how much he's hurting Martha, which is... Played very well by Tenen, and I think sometimes by Adjimin, but like I said, I, I just she doesn't quite nail it for me until her last scene in the last episode, where it's like, damn it, that's yeah, well done. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Doctor Who... Doctor, uh, that's Who's my, Doctor that's Who? My, that's, my, that's my tangent. Have we just been
1: about Doctor Who? Yes.
0: Our, we are into our first two-parter of Series 3. Which um, has uh, mixed, mixed results. results. Uh, written by, is it Helen
1: uh helen something helen. she was the script editor on i think on the first two series
0: helen reina helen yes. uh, who also comes back next series to write another two-parter which i think is a better two-parter than this one um this is not the best but it has got some great ideas in it mm. period setting daleks in manhattan and evolution of the daleks um it's it's what is it post world war one uh, it's, who,
1: it's during the depression
0: during the depression so Humerville um, is up and active in Central Park yep yeah. we've got some really nice supporting characters in this one
1: yeah you've got Hugh, Hugh Quauchet Andrew Garfield yeah
0: there he is again yeah full circle um
1: uh you've got um Andrew Garfield
0: playing Frank I think his character is no, um, isn't
1: it Laszlo.
0: No, he's not Laszlo. No, no, Laszlo. Uh,
1: Yeah, Frank. Frank, yeah. No, no, Laszlo's the other... Yeah, no, I get it.
0: (laughs) Laszlo is actually really well married. Yeah, Frank, who I'm sure I read it somewhere, he based his tech, because he's a southern... Character, Southern American. Yeah, and he based his accent off of watching Nathan Fillion in Firefly. I thought it was quite a nice little, nice little touch. (laughs) Uh, And he's great. He's great. As as is uh, God. Who's the guy who's like in charge of Evil? What's his name? Uh, Hugh Quasher. Hugh Quarshie. Solomon. Um, Solomon. That's it. He's great. He's really good in this, and gets to deliver one of the best sort of like oh no moments in all of modern Who. Yeah. Where he basically tries to reason with this thing flying above the camp, and then gives this. Stirring wonderfully speech. impassioned speech. Yeah. Then at the
1: end of it, it, just called it up to him. And she goes, exterminate, shoots him, and kills away, yeah. him. It was for nothing. It's like, oh, okay, fine. Um,
0: the idea of this is great. So we met the cult of Scaro last year's series finale. Yeah, a, a, a section of Daleks who escaped the Time War, which we're learning more and more about as time goes by, was a war between the the Time Lords and and the Daleks primarily, um, that ravaged. And, and yeah, a lot of the races and, got caught up and yeah, wiped it, out it, it, in the it, middle it of it. It erased whole things from history within certain areas, it destroyed planets, so the other like, food stocks for like colonies were wiped out. And It, it, it wasn't just a, here's a battle over here, which the later series unfortunately kind of simplify it to mm. visually. Like It was something that was very Lovecraftian, it was beyond comprehension. It, it spins out of
1: which is, what, which is time, I which is think... why why Russell and his words work so well, and why he never, he, he didn't ever want to show it. Yeah, he of never course, did. The closest we ever to go got to later it, on. the closest we ever got to
0: it was, uh, in Russell's era was, the the, the High Council, in, yes. the, in the days just before the end of the Time War, which we'll get to later. Smile, in this episode, yeah, which works well because it's sort of separate enough, and he, all these wonderful words that set it up, like the the nightmare child and the, the king of the meanwhiles and his army of never was. Yeah. Like that. There's like all this wonderful like imagery that makes so much more impact. Never being shown it makes more of an impact by just being in your own head. Um, uh, but the Cult of Scarrow is a nice tangible idea. These four Daleks that have been bred to think completely outside of the box. Yeah. And their only goal is to further the survival of the Dalek race. Uh, in Army Ghosts and Doomsday, it was by using time lord technology with the um, Genesis Arc, Genesis the Arc ship. to basically smuggle a load of Daleks into this machine. Yeah, uh, that would like time lord technology. It's bigger on the inside. This time, they're like, right, we're screwed, and as far as we know, we are the only four that have survived. Yeah, so we need to evolve. And the last time that happened, the Emperor had Daleks like self-creating stuff and, and turning from mutant remnants, and they hate themselves, and they long for death, which they eventually do kind of rectify a little bit in Series 5. Yeah. They go into that idea. But uh, here, that that is sort of uh, explored more, and it's got some cool visual ideas. Like, they, they merge with... Uh, What's his name? Mr. Diagoras.
1: Yeah. Uh, who... It, it Visu- doesn't work, does it? it? Doesn't
0: work. Visually, I think it's a cool design. I think Dalek Sec is a great design. No, it isn't. No, no, it is. The problem is, it's when it's in motion, it ruins it. If you, you saw that as an <sighs> illustration, you'd be like, "Holy shit, that looks really creepy and no, weird." And then no, it starts wouldn't. to move. I I admire the guy's attempt to sort of act like a Dalek in his vo- vocal performance. But it just it, it comes across as comedic, and it doesn't help that the tendrils are these little stubby penises on the side of its face. Yeah, if they were more Davy Jones and pirates,
1: that kind might of look thing, interesting. Look more interesting, but yeah, I just I don't think it's a particularly good design. I mean, when
0: he merges with the Dalek Sect mutant, that's horrific. That's a, that's
1: a nasty effect, yeah. And the idea
0: of um, what is it? Dalek Sect, Fay, Jast, and Khan. Yes. Um... They
1: have, oh, they, they're they the only Galax to have names. They
0: escaped the event, yeah, which was all part of their individuality, the idea that these guys were separate and, and had to have identity because it was about, about their individual drives yeah. and, and ambitions and imagination. Um, and, and they escaped the events of the last series with emergency temporal shift. Uh-huh. And this time only one of them survives after we've got zombified humans and pig slaves... Everyone's favorite pig slaves, which again, in concept, is a really cool, creepy idea. In execution, is it though? Yeah, the idea that
1: they would like because te- me, limited the Chris.
0: limited technology they had at their disposal when they first arrived in New York, hmm. they were able to convert simple-minded creatures into into like manual labor sort of homunculuses, homunculi,
1: <laughs> manual labor and... homunculi, aka Amazon <coughs> warehouse staff. Oh God! Hey. Just ask Jeff Bezos. At, at
0: least the pig slaves are paid correctly. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: So you know they, they, and then as the technology develops and they establish more of a base under what will be the complete empire state building, they're able to start the process on humans, which leads to eventually like human drones using Tommy guns with Dalek rays built into them, which
1: is, which is a
0: hilariously
1: weird. <laughs> yeah, there's so many ideas design. in this story, but it doesn't it doesn't gel. No, it, doesn't gel. it
0: doesn't quite work. Um, but I do like the idea of the Doctor to kind of reach out, like he he doesn't immediately think right we've got to destroy them. He sees what's happening and he's like, I'm going to reason with it. I'm going to reason with Dalek's Ek. I'm going to try to, Let's it, change yeah. things. It doesn't work. And at the end of it, Dalek Khan escapes, emergency temporal shift, and he buggers a off. Which leads us into... More
1: Daleks! No! Uh, the no. Lazarus Experiment. The Lazarus I is Exper- Experiment. Episode? Is this one? Yeah, Lazarus Experiment is next.
0: Lazarus Experiment is... <sighs>
1: Again, it's, I think it's I like ambition... it. I think I like
0: it more than most, but I cannot forgive its its
1: execution. Yeah, its ambition outstrips its reach.
0: Yeah, Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they never stopped thinking whether or not they should.
1: Yeah, and they shouldn't have done it. Um... Yeah,
0: it's it's it's, it's interesting because for Doctor Who, it is a it's a non alien story for the first time. Yeah. in since maybe like Hartnell's actually, I think for the first time since Black Orchid, it's a story without an alien in it. Yes? <laughs> you right there? <laughs> mm. Black Orchid has an alien element in it, if I remember correctly. i I've never it seen Black Orchid. It but it doesn't have an alien in it. Because um, it was like the last ever historical historical. Like, all first Doctor ones, and then suddenly a fifth Doctor story randomly was a historical, and then we move on. Mm. Um, but this is... This has no alien in it. It has alien element, and we learn that the technology later on is funded by something alien. When we finish the season, we find out who. Yeah. But um, Dr. Lazarus, played by Mark Gatiss in his first on-screen role in the show. Uh, Not his uh, last. First of three, actually. Uh, First of four roles total, because he was the voice of Danny Boy in Victory of the Daleks. Of course. Um, I love Victory of the Daleks. It's fun, isn't it? It it should be a two-parter. And it should have uh, a slightly more downer ending, I think. But I, I like it.
1: Um, I like it a lot. I,
0: and until we get a full version of Evil of the Daleks to watch, we'll take it. Yes. So, <laughs> um, although Power of the Daleks gives us some of that, like, I am your servant. I am your servant. Your yep. am your servant.
1: Um, yeah, creepy. Uh, I
0: am your bitch. Yeah. Creepy um, attraction. <laughs> Are you, though? <there? laughs> What, do you care for some tea? No, I don't want any tea. Fuck um, off. <laughs> so, uh, uh, last experiment, the uh, guy's de-aging machine, the fly, de-ages human DNA, turns him into a monster based on what we could have evolved into from our origins from the primordial soup. And
1: it's just, like right, really confused... Sort of giant creature design with a bit of this and a bit of that in it, and it just doesn't really look like anything. It works.
0: The only time the episode it really works for me is in the chapel toward the end when it's mostly in shadow and creeping around. Yeah. Like if they kept it more ambiguous, I think this episode would be more fondly remembered. But because we see this
1: CGI thing for so long, it doesn't quite work. I think if this episode had been good, it might have been more (laughs) remembered. It's not the strongest. Uh, It's it's. But then (laughs) then we get forty (laughs) two. which is almost completely forgettable. This is a Chris Chibnall giant, isn't it?
0: 42 is an odd one because isolated, I think it's quite good. Watching the series from the start, it just feels too soon after Impossible Planet and Satan Pit to have its own identity. They're swirling around a black hole in that one and this one a sun. Mm. It's a thing that's possessed with a catchphrase mm. like last time, you know, it was it was um like the beast stuff and everything and this it's time it's, burning, it's burned with man. me. Uh, what's, it, what's his name? Craglin or something like that. I don't believe no. I had the toy remember. and I sold it alongside my 42 Doctor in a space suit. He's now, hey. he's now the only 10th Doctor variant I don't own because so I was like I'm just going to sell it with this guy. <laughs> um, and it did. they did someone bought them for like 20 quid two of them together so I was like fair enough. Um, completion is on. Hey. But it's Corwin. That's his name. Corwin. Uh, <sighs> It's, there is one good thing in 42. What's one that? One really good thing. And that is the bit where the doctor's possessed by it and his body's dying. And he just flat out says to Martha whilst he's like sweating and screaming and they're holding him down. Like he's scared. And Tennant plays it like he's actually fucking terrified. Mm. Like, like like a child who is facing something, you know, frightening. It's, it's like this is... In that moment you're like, oh God. Oh. Oh, he might die. Okay. Like properly um, die, die, is... die. Oh, all right. This is worrying. I think the cast do an amicable job. I think for... I think this is one of the ones where free Agyeman does come off as quite strong in terms of her performance, but it's just very forgettable. Yeah, and the forty-two gimmick doesn't work beyond a certain point because they abandon it.
1: Like the idea, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like the idea of it's yeah. forty-two
0: minutes till everything goes to shit, and they're going to do it in real time. But then narratively, it kind of wiggles around that in like the last 15 minutes yeah. it's like oh okay
1: yeah
0: um not great the first well now feo isn't isn't one i particularly love i think this is like one of the first ones where i'm like yeah 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 skip it on a rewatch yeah unless i'm unless i'm binging if i'm binging i'm binging but if i'm like putting on a batch of eps if it's on that disc i'm not clicking this one if really. i'm
1: binging i'm whinging Speaking of Wingin. Um, Wingin! Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Well done, sir. Uh, human nature and the family of blood. Paul Cornell uh, adapting his oh, new novel. adventure
0: story. Yeah, which for is the, the tenth ca- doctor, the canon of which now plays with everyone's heads. But sod
1: it. If it's on screen, it's as, in I, canon. I, I said on the on the stream the other night. As I said on Adventures in Battle Royale the other night. Well, a couple, a couple of weeks ago. If you're hearing this, nothing is canon in Doctor Who. It's a show about time travel. Everything is canon. Nothing is canon. Yeah. So don't worry about it. But not an X Men movie kind of way. Like these guys do care,
0: but no! they will forget occasionally because Dude, Unlike no. X Men movies where they could go back and watch like three things just to check. Yeah. In this case, there's fifty five plus years of content. Yeah, just about So we don't blame them if someone forgets something. Doesn't matter. Um This is great. Yes. Really this great. This is great. Mostly held together by a performance from uh Jessica Hines. Yep. Uh, what was her What was her original performance name? Like before she got married, she had a different name.
1: Ah, good question. And it, I, like, because I think she's credited as that in this. Um, let me check while you talk about how <laughs> good check. it is.
0: So John Smith finally becomes a thing. Um, David Tennant gets to play a completely different character this time, and not mm. just Cassandra body swap nonsense. Like he's playing a believable teacher at this school. In a different year, in a different time, in love with Nurse Redfern, who's, who has a past, he has a story. Jessica Stevenson. Jessica Stevenson, that's it. And they establish that um, something is after him. And the reason he's here is because he's in disguise to save his and Martha's lives. Um, the family of blood are on his heels, who take the form of sort of uh, life forms that they, I guess, jump into, don't they? Yeah. And, like you wear them like a like a like a puppet like a like a, a vehicle,
1: not like a skin suit with a space suit. No, no, they, they like are,
0: they, they, that person is dead, and their body is now the vehicle for, yeah. on this Earth for this entity. They want the TARDIS and they want the Time Lord, and they feast off of, uh, I guess, time, don't they? That's sort of their, their bag.
1: I want the TARDIS and I want it. No!
0: So the Doctor uses something called the Chameleon Arch, which uh, is hidden in the shape of this fob watch that he carries with him, which. Essentially, creates a brand new persona and existence for him yeah. that everyone around him and himself completely believe because time has sort of been like temporarily re- it, rewritten It disguises to him, him.
1: On a gene- down to a genetic level as human.
0: Yeah. So, he, John Smith has always been around and everyone always knows he's been around and he's worked at the school and there are holes in his story but not the sort of stuff that anyone who knows him or himself would ever question. No. Someone who knows something's up could find those holes.
1: Um, Which is why Martha's there.
0: Yeah, to keep an eye on him and protect him. The idea is that they're going to do it for a certain period of time and then move on. But the family of blood find them. And it's a race against time for Martha to bring the Doctor back. And for John Smith to realise that maybe he's not a real person after all. And the heartbreak that comes with that. And like uh, Joan, played by uh, Jessica Hines, just... It's so good. Yeah, Creepy, memorable villains... Reanimated uh, uh, scarecrows as mi- like yeah. animated
1: to be minions. Particular shout out to Harry Lloyd. Yes, yeah. who gives one of the
0: best sort of villain turns, yeah. one of villain turns in the show ever. Really sniveling and creepy, yeah. and his piercing stare. So Harry Lloyd basically. Yeah, the way, yeah. The, the way the way he holds like his neck and all these things, just sort of, it's, it's just creepy. creepy yeah, he's
1: he's very good and very very. Um, good.
0: it's pretty cool. And and uh, Thomas uh, Brodie-Sangster as well. Thomas Sangster, yes. Um, very young, uh, Mister Sangster, giving a a cracking performance. Um, as a kid with sort of like. We're in Stephen King territory. A kid with low-level psychic abilities. Yeah. Um, For reasons. Which I don't think they ever explain. He just has them. Yeah. Um, But like, he sees the war going forward and he sees what awaits everybody.
1: Yeah, because it's set in 1913, so it's just before the First World War. And then they, Uh, I I love the
0: ending of it. I love when the Doctor and Joan, essentially the Doctor saying goodbye to her, and she's like, could you change back? Because he he obviously doesn't know her. Like when he wakes, by the time he's back, yeah, he doesn't know what's going on. He's just got the basics, and he defeats the family of blood. And then he's like, "I'm sure he meant a lot." Yeah, I'm sure he meant a lot to you. And I want to say that, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I wish I could, you know, I wish I wish you could continue to have what you did. Yeah, she's like, "Could you change back?" He's like, "Yeah." She's like, "Will you?" He's like, no. It's like, oh my god, it's horrible. And just John Smith's like last scene where we know it's actually him as well. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. So
1: good. Like, it is so, so good. Um, I love it. It's one of the better two-parters as well. Oh, absolutely. One of the stronger two-parters. And I think Paul Carnell has been one of the stronger contributors.
0: N- not many, though. I think it was just the two yeah. stories, wasn't it? Father's Day and, and this 2
1: part. Yeah, thing. I think cause he started doing more of the stuff after that. I but he was, also, he was one of the, out of the I think out of the contributors to the BBC Books range pre, who came, who moved on to do for the show as well. Mm. I think it's probably the strongest. Actually, Limwa, Um, In terms of what they added. What's um, next,
0: Matthew? What's, what's next? next?
1: I said, I said the big B. Next is the big B. The big one B. Why do we get this to be one of the best episodes of the new of Doctor Who revival? It is, of course, this season's Doctor Who Light Doctor Light episode and the introduction of the iconic Weeping Angels with a great guest turn from Kerry Mulligan. It's Blink. By Jiminy. Yeah. What can we say about Blink that hasn't already been said? Um not much. Too long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not too long. It? Um, it's just right. Yeah, it's great Creepy. First um, time Hull has featured in Dr. Yeah. <laughs> there it's we go. Cool. something someone's probably never put it out before. Um the the the, the create the the Weeping Angels as a creature and their sort of life cycle is horror. the implications of it are horrifying. There
0: are a couple of performers who you know, fill in the roles of the Weeping Angels, like, for some mm. shots. I, I met one, well, I can't remember her name now, but I met her cause she also worked in production. I met her on the set of a kids' TV show um, as one of the production coordinators in a zoo. Um, and they, you know, they, like, they are phenomenal. They do some great work. She, she's, like, ballet dancer by training, so she yeah. had that kind of physicality there. Well, they've got to do
1: a lot of um, holding still, so...
0: But they also made solid, immobile props. Yeah.
1: Terrifying. And you can't tell when which one's which in each shot it's so creepy it's very good great
0: idea the idea that, and again it's, it's more of a fairy tale uh, uh, demise as it were for people caught by them yeah they you get are, sent... You are sent back through time to a random place and no one will ever find you and you'll never see the people you love ever again and they'll feast off of they'll feast off of the life you should have had
1: yeah what
0: a creepy fairy tale, kind of like Hansel Gretel level kind it's of... It's really oh. weird. And
1: we, we see it play out with the police officer who Sally meets.
0: Yeah, Oh, Billy, I uh, think. Yeah, because life is short yeah. and you are hot. Um, very... And we, still, we see it with her friend as well, Um, thinking Nightingale.
1: Yeah, but she actually comes... She actually meets old Billy. Yes, which and, is on, one of, on the same day. Yeah.
0: On the same day. Um, it's uh, Nat and Gillian Sparrow. Sounds like a crime drama.
1: Hey! Um, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah, also, brother um, helps solve the mystery. For our, for
0: our younger listeners, it's a period piece too. Because you see, there were these things called DVDs. Right?
1: Oh no! People know what DVDs are, Chris. Some people don't use you them at all, fuck. though. So <laughs> Easter eggs. Easter eggs, which was a
0: cool idea, because like Easter eggs were a thing, but they were not, they were not like. Not everybody really got them, so this was a story going, "Hey, maybe check your DVDs, guys. There's I like mean, extra stuff tucked away in them."
1: The historical relic in this is more shops that specialised in DVDs <laughs> rather than DVDs themselves. Let's be honest. Yeah. That's the ca-
0: to, have you got the cast list there? Sorry, uh, yes. Want the cast list back up. Yes, 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 yes. Um, da 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 I thought it was what? Ian Boldsworth. Banto, he's the mate who's working in the shop. The one's in the, uh, in the ah, counter. <laughs> I thought he was. Um, oh, there we go. Uh, a little bit. There's an Easter egg for Yay, you, folks. Connections. There you go. Right. So Par- Parapod. One of the Parapod is in the episode. Hey. Back when he was going by his old stage name of Ray Peacock. So we're gonna. I wonder who's credited as Ian Bolsworth or Ray Peacock.
1: Huh. Anyway. Have a look at the DVD. Uh, uh-huh. Those things, the uh-huh. DVDs that no one watches. Uh, so now this. This season sort of ending with a stealth three-parter yeah which you didn't expect to be a three-parter but um utopia ends with one hell of a cliffhanger yeah which uh sort well, of well it, it mm. we, we,
0: th- we think when the episode begins we think that we know what the the gimmick of this week is going to be yeah because he stops off in cardiff to like refuel the tardis somewhat using the rift and we finally find out what happened at the end of yes. Torchwood Series 1. Jack, because the last uh, scene of Torchwood Series 1 is him alone in the base, he hears the TARDIS, he grabs the dismembered hand, which we sort of, watching Torchwood, kind of assumed after a while was, wait, is that, is that the Doctor's hand from Christmas Invasion? Yes, yes it is. He grabs it and he runs out, and that's how Torchwood Series 1 ended. Yeah. And we get to see the resolution of that cliffhanger several months later, in Utopia, as Jack legs the TARDIS, and the TARDIS panics. Because Jack died in part in other ways. And was resurrected by Bad Wolf Rose. Off screen, well, on screen, but away from our characters. Yeah. So they never saw it. But the Doctor had a suspicion. And Jack, throughout Torture Series 1, is talking about how he's been trying to find someone, trying to find this man who he thinks can cure him of his immortality. And that storyline finally gets sort of resolved in this somewhat. Because yeah. uh, Jack cannot die. For those who've not watched Torture since, Jack is incapable of dying he will always come back to life. Which, you know, on the surface, is like, oh, that's cool. So, like, you can, you know, live forever and do all this cool shit. It's like, yeah, but if he gets burned alive, yeah, he has to regrow from that.
1: It's kind of exhausting. If he gets decapitated, he's got to regrow from that. Which mean, does get, it does get explored in some Torchwood stuff torch later Some yeah.
0: Well, at the end of episode one, he like fall, gets pushed off that building and gets snapped uh, in half on yeah. that bench. And then, like, in, in Children of Earth, he gets he gets. Uh, like sort of viscerated in the explosion his body's dug out by that government facility to keep him in that thing and you see him a couple times over the course of episode 2 growing back Ugh. it's like oh god oh it's horrible Uh Doctor Who obviously does not go that gory with it though he does get killed a couple times over the course of this three-parter yeah Um but yeah so you think that's the story the TARDIS panics and flies away with Jack on the outside of it he survives the vortex Oh, cool, because he can't die he can't die and they arrive in the far-flung future at this colony who are building a rocket to escape uh, the barren planetoid that they're
1: on, the, pla- the place where they are. Yeah, we're at the, we're at the, basically the entropic heat death of the universe. It's yeah. the end of the universe. Shit is going to happen. The end of time, essentially. S-
0: some people have turned to a feral state and they're referred to as the future kind because they believe that they are what what you know the species yeah. should be now. They're feral, they file their teeth, they eat human flesh... Uh, covered in tribal markings and fur and tattoos and blades and all this stuff. It's Ghost um, of Mars. Yeah. Whereas... But good. Uh, Chantho uh, is assistant to Professor Yana, who's this wonderful, kindly old scientist played by Derek Jacobi, who's going to build a rocket, a shuttle, that will get them off this planetoid and take them to a place that they believe, because obviously we're at the end of all things, so stuff's gone awry and old technology isn't necessarily mm-hmm. helping anymore... They believe that based on the, the coordinates they've got, it will take them to a planetoid that is heard about that is safe and will keep them safe. And they refer to it as utopia. And if all goes wrong, at least they tried. And it's like, oh my God, this is serious stuff. And we meet like a kid who lives in the tunnels of this mountain base and all this stuff. It's like, wow, dystopian future story. We can't, I think we guess where this is going. Yeah. And then the episode goes, fuck you, you have no idea. Because we find out that the face of Bose, you are not alone. Warning, was uh, was also um, was also was also a message like Bad Wolf throughout time.
1: Yeah,
0: Y A N A Professor Yana, because Martha finds a fob watch, and mentions to the Doctor. Oh, he's got a watch like yours. And the Doctor's like, No, 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 and you realise that he's sort of delighted that maybe there's another Time Lord here. And then, then sort of realises who, who it, it would be. Yeah. Because we know that all the Time Lords are dead. But the Doctor's not the only renegade Time Lord in the show's history. Uh, Dirk Jacoby, who's been wonderful and warm and adorable and sweet throughout the whole episode, hears a voice that I, is very... It's him performing it, but yeah. it's very akin to like Delgado. And you hear snippets of Delgado and... I think it's Delgado, Beavers and Aimley in the in the audio mix. Jeffrey Beavers And, uh, <laughs>
2: and, uh,
0: and he opens the phone watch and Professor Yana goes away, boys and girls. And the Master returns. Oh yeah! It wasn't just the Macra coming back this year. Folks. No. Um, yes, the Master comes back, which was a great reveal at the time, because I remember they did not leak it, did they? Like, we knew that John Sim was playing Harold Saxon, who was going to yeah, be the main Yeah, and that of sort of series. been teased
1: behind by the series of like Vote the UK's Saxon. new Prime Minister who's going to fill the void sort of after Harriet Jones yeah. has,
0: been, uh, has been ruined because of the stuff the doctor sets oh, off on Christmas in Christmas invasion. Um, if only that fucking worked
1: for Boris. Oh, God. Um, Don't
0: you think he looks like
1: a fucking clown? <laughs> 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 hmm. Funny you should mention that.
0: Oh. It's partially the fault of have I got news for you? I'm just getting get re elected. Anyway, uh, <laughs> God. But um, yeah, it, it's it, it's an amazing reveal that not only is Jacobi the master, yeah. we get to see Jacoby as the master for like five minutes, and he is sinister. Like, of he kills he is. Chantho, who is nothing but adorable and sweet. Yes! And he absolutely he kills her by electrocuting her with, a, with an open um, cable. Yeah. And then tries to get the TARDIS and manages to who's it? who who's it who hurts him? Does Jack shoot him? No, Chanto shoots him. Yeah, and oh, he's, she's dying. He's killed, but he realizes that that body like was probably toward its end anyway. Come or, on, I'm you, an insect. A girl. It's the fact that he. he <laughs> it's the fact that worse to him is the fact that she's a girl. Yeah. It's Like, oh, you're a right wrong and mustard. Oh, a, he's a wrong Bastard. So he evolves, and he evolves it's like if the Doctor can be young and strong. So can I. And it's oh, like so yeah. setting up the idea that what we're oh, about to yeah. get is a master who specifically is here to go toe-to-toe with David Tennant's Doctor. Yes. Which is why John Sim and the way he plays him over the course of this story works so well. He very much is a dark mirror of
1: Tennant's Doctor, yeah. Like we've
0: had the we've had the Moriarty Holmes relationship of Delgado and Pertwee. Yeah. We've had the sort of sort of more sort of campy, like um loving every minute of what he's doing villain antics of Ainley up against yeah. the more colourful doctors of the 80s. We had Eric Roberts being that more kind of, you know, that still camp obviously but not meant to be I don't think but like that that suave kind of, you know, I'm the villain
1: and you're the hero <laughs> doctor
0: to match McGann's kind of more romantic sweeping gesture. You know what I mean? Like
1: it works I always dress for the occasion. As good as you
0: as well as you. Um... <laughs>
1: Bruce, the
0: Asian child <laughs> honestly <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
1: fucking hell
0: but um, we've had that so this this take works so well we've, if the Doctor's a hyperactive, giddy, selfish idiot, the Master is basically the Joker at this point <laughs> like, yeah. he's just this lunatic who loves what he's doing but will take his time to plan out something and boy has he the master's been around since before the start of the series and we never realized it he's harold yeah. saxon the polity he steals the tardis yeah cannibalizes it so we can create like an infinity loop yeah and, and screw with the stuff in the past so that it, it doesn't affect the future immediately and, and simultaneously he can bring stuff back from the future which we find out he does the tock fame who help him invade earth uh, after he kills the president of the United States live on television aboard, essentially the helicarrier. Yes, it's so inspired by the helicarrier. The unit helicarrier,
1: not... essentially. Because um, yeah,
0: unit have sort of started to bleed in a little bit now, haven't yeah. they? Like they're not, they're not been a big presence. They were in uh, series one of the Sliding Two Parter, and they're in this one. Like their forces are used. They 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 finally get sort of characters and more of a presence next series.
1: Yeah. Um, but but you, uh, in the in the cliffhanger, you sort of get the 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 revelation the the with has he fucks off and regenerates you get the doctor Martha and Jack trapped in the future yeah um, which is a great cliffhanger and is the bit where it's like motherfuckers this is
0: part one of three yeah <laughs> this isn't the lead in this is part one of a three part
1: story you silly buggers so to return to return to present day Earth fail to stop um the master slash Harold Saxon becoming uh be um enacting his plan and all you know, and it, and it, and again, part two entered a massive cliffhanger of the Doctor imprisoned by the Master the Master triumphant The Earth taken over.
0: population decimated. Yeah,
1: the Toclophane come through and then
0: In in there the hundreds of thousands armed yeah. with lasers and blades and
1: sadism. Which we and, and, then, <laughs> and then and the last part three with uh with uh Martha wandering occupied earth looking for a way to kill the master and we find out that the the toclophane are the remnants of the people who left on the rocket to utopia
0: they even specifically capture one talk to it and, and it's, it's the, and it's the young boy. boy yeah and it, it it it's it's got an adult voice but it says everything it is cuz they all have vague memories of who they yeah. were um but it's like killing is fun
1: ha <laughs> ha it's like oh my god it's got this sing-songy yeah tone to there's it. A, there's the
0: osterhagen
1: key heard the boys talking. That's a key. Um,
0: <laughs> that comes late. That's comes next series. Is it? Yeah. Is this talking key next series? Yeah. Oh, you're right. My apologies. I thought it was this series. Yeah, no, no. that ah, that's right. This is assembling the sections of the weapon that will apparently yes. take out the master. Um. Uh, which turns to out, kill out to be man more man of or. a folktale, really. Like yes. it, There's some legitimacy to it. But it it's yeah, because we get to finally see the master achieve something that he's always wanted, and never had, which is complete
1: dominion. Yep. Over a planet. It's got the doctor in a cage and keeps aging him.
0: Yeah, oh, she's horrific. Um, horrific
1: effects as well. <laughs> yeah, has not. Dobby Doctor. Dobby Doctor, the yeah. Dr. Dobby. <laughs> oh, man. Um,
0: um, Master has given Doctor a banana. Yes. Bananas are good. <laughs> uh, but this is where Martha really shines because she spends a year essentially, like travelling the world trying to construct this weapon. And then we realise at the end, yeah, that was never the point. Yeah. That was never the purpose. Like what she does is she's telling stories of the doctor and specifically setting it up that on a certain day at a certain time everyone will think of him. It's complete
1: nonsense. It's complete nonsense, but it's, it's completely but, nonsense. It, but, it, but it,
0: it's down to the idea of the Archangel network which is yeah. where they set up that the reason Harold Saxon became so popular, which is more depressing now cuz people are like, you know, Oh, so it's in yeah. this it's, oh, people voted for him because they just sort of thought he was nice and they imply that it's sort of the master's hypnosis. Like yeah. some of his earlier incarnations used more. Here he's kind of put it into the satellite network. So yeah. everyone just kind of is like, yeah, no, he's great. I don't really know what he stands for, but he's a really good guy. Nowadays <laughs> it's like, yeah, people vote for people like that now. That's really depressing. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, he, he's done that so they, they screw it up so that everybody's thinking about one thing at once and the Archangel network picks it up and they channel the energy, basically, into restoring the Doctor. Turning him into
1: floaty space
0: Jesus. Floaty space Jesus. But I do love the idea that uh, Lucy Saxon, the Master's wife... Yeah. ...who is all in on his plan, but obviously doesn't realise he gives no shits about her, ultimately. I, she, I, she's basically... she's Harley Quinn.
1: Yeah, like, to yeah. a bit She's
0: his bit on the side, who he probably shags, and... Who plays ...aside him? from that, he's just like, who is this? I don't care.
1: And, and, and she's probably a bit... probably a, a little bit abused... Yeah, be I'll, honest, more a little bit. She's got that sort like, of. He's, he's a
0: sadistic guy, like a thousand-yard stare. He keeps Jack in a chamber and kills him repeatedly. Yeah. For fun. Um He's got Martha's family just as a point of of smugness, basically being his his immediate like staff. Yeah. Uh, who work under under threat of death, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, like this it's morbid stuff like the way the streets are and the when the security go out the the idea of the. Um, and they set that up in part one, the idea of the, uh, what's it called? The something filter. Perception filter. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's been a thing that's get, that gets mentioned a lot throughout the show anyway.
0: Yeah, I think this is the first place they really sort of go into it, don't they? We find out about the drums, the madness of the master. Yeah. The idea that as a child, he and the Doctor, like, together, stared
1: into the untempered schism. Well, yeah, the second part's called the sound of drums.
0: Yeah, and we, we um, learn that he's, he's had this thing in his head, which, which Yana had, like... We uh, we in Utopia as, oh, it was it was something in him telling him to wake up. Like, we get that four
1: beat rhythm from the theme tune. Yes. Dun, in dun, in dun, the, dun, the show. Dun, dun,
0: dun, dun, dun. But now we find out that, no, the master's always had it, and it's only now is it kind of it really driving into him. And that's what we call in the business a retcon, by the way. Yeah. but I mean, I-, I just buy it that, like... Yeah, it's fine. As um, a child, he heard it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now it's only now. It's only this incarnation, or the Yana one, who, like really hearing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it's 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 not necessarily something he needs to have heard his whole life. Yeah. Just something that's always been there within him and now it's become now it's become prescient because the time is getting nearer to it meaning something. Absolutely. Um and it's just it's creepy, his performance is great. The fact that he refuses to regenerate just the doctor, despite the just, doctor. just despite the doctor is great. But we of course learn later on he did that because he had a plan. Oh yeah, he had a backup plan anyway, so it didn't really matter. Of course, he does. Um, He's the master. He cheats death. That's what he does. Uh, cheats death, or evades it, or doesn't, and begs like a poor little idiot. Like yeah, Delgado's one doesn't on, like three occasions. He's like, no, please, please take me with you. And All this stuff, and only one time does he turn that around to be like, no, I had a plan. Yeah. The rest of the time, it's like, oh god, you are actually shitting yourself on yeah. me. <laughs> this is great. Coward. Um, coward. Villains are a superstitious and cowardly lot. I love. This one, I love the way Martha departs the show. I think it's great. She turns around, mm. she's like, she basically, in uncertain no terms, says,
1: "I was your rebound bitch." That's not nice. It's the it's it's Martha's best sort of scene. moment for me because, like <laughs> I say, I'm not a huge fan of her, but that that actual that character beat and the her taking control of her own destiny, I thought is quite is quite good
0: and really well played. Um, and yeah. and yeah, yeah. I love, but I love that it's open ended. She's not like goodbye. She's like, I'll see you again. She says, I'll see you again, Mister. And you're like, okay. And it's like, oh, that's kinda sweet. And then off she pops. <laughs> is that a promise or a threat? Yeah. And then we get uh the Titanic Cliffhanger. Or a brief scene between the Tenth Doctor and the Fifth Doctor.
1: Oh yes. The time for yeah
0: And we forgot to talk about um Children in Need as well, which is another short. Uh, yeah, Last shot was just hopping, just... That?
1: hopping for our lives. Those children in need shots, they're they're fun little things, but The cooler yeah. sides. Yeah. And, and
0: I do wish the box sets I do wish the box sets would put them in the play all option. Yeah. Because it is annoying to watch a whole disc and then be like, so let's check out the special feature. Oh, this was set earlier. Um, oh, no, okay. It's a very important piece of canon, Chris. It's not... <laughs> no, they are cool, though. It's they are they great. Are cool, and they're yeah. really well written. Um, Especially the Children in e one. That one's glorious. Yeah. Uh, and was a nice bit of bridging between the end of the series and the Christmas special. Yes. Uh, and Time Crash, again, is a really delightful one. It's the it's the first time since school reunion, the show just goes, oh, sod it. Like, let's dive in. Let's Peter get... Davison, reply, prize your role as the fifth doctor.
1: Come on in. Throw in some uh, nonsense dialogue to explain why he looks older.
0: <laughs> it's like, was it, was it um, the master? Oh, he just he just came back. <laughs> oh, really? Does he still have that rubbish beard? No, no, no beard this time. Well,
1: a wife. <laughs> 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 Pretty good. Dialogue. Oh yeah, because they absolutely play up the the homoerotic. Uh, Doctor relationship in with John Sim they do and then when they make it Michelle Gomez they just go hellful leather with it which is yeah. good um,
0: um, but again like this this works this works really well it's a really cute nod to the past and again yeah. it's another excuse for Tennant like he did with Les Sladen to get to spend time with something from his childhood yeah. that he loved Yeah. like Sarah James's favourite companion as a kid so he got to do a story with her Peter Davison was his favourite Doctor so he gets to do uh, the, the first and as, for a long time the only multi-Doctor story in the modern era yeah with his favourite Doctor, and a couple years later became yeah. his father-in-law. Yeah, that must <laughs> be weird. Um, which means he's married to his daughter and his daughter.
1: Wait, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to talk about the Doctor's... Do- we'll be there
0: for you. Voyage of the Damned. I love this more as time goes by. It's so
1: silly. I love it. I didn't like I it love on broadcast. It. I thought it was great fun.
0: We- Toby and I were the only ones who wanted to watch it one Christmas. We had a lot of family around my mum's house. And we, for an hour, we just went, we're going upstairs to watch Doctor Who. And I remember us getting sort of, like, gently bollocked. We were oh. like, are you doing that? why are you leaving everyone? It's like, because you lot don't want to watch it. And it's 2007. It's not like we have iPlayer on the telly. Like yeah. We're going to go upstairs and we're going to watch it. Me, me,
1: and, me and my old man, it became a Christmas tradition to watch the Doctor Who Christmas special. And then they stopped doing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, uh
0: The year after it became a tradition... Um, in fact, in fact, the last time it was tradition was End of Time Part 2, which we which, watched I was together you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. while you were in my house because you were up in Manchester. Yes. Um. So, The Avoid of the Damned, I love more as time goes by. I absolutely adore it more because it is sort of unapologetically sadistic. Yeah. It's really silly. Like, it yeah. is
1: really silly. Heavenly they hosts. call me Max
0: Ding. Just, like,
1: just, it is. yeah, and then the eventual reveal of, of of what condition Max Capricorn is in. Yes, um, the, the Balakapalata uh, uh, is Balakapalata. J- uh, Jimmy V
0: being being given a, a dialogue role really yep. for the first time in ages. Um, Clive Swift being because of course we'd seen him as Mocte Balhoon and we'd also briefly seen him in what we haven't mentioned, Attack of the Grass, of the Grass. which is a lot of fun. <laughs> Red Button game. Watch it on YouTube. I think that's the only way you can like survey it now. It was basically it a choose your own
1: adventure thing, wasn't it? It was really cute, yeah.
0: and it was about you trying to identify monsters, and and yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. And then the, they enjoyed it so much that the Grasp then showed up in Jane Adventures. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, just lots of things like, uh, uh, oh god, uh, I am mean, where to begin? Um, hashtag not enough Duke for Tracy Beaker fans there.
1: No. Uh, um, plenty of <laughs> Candymanog though. She was
0: great as Yeah, she was really good. Because they really teed that up and it was like, it was like, oh, so Catherine Tate last year, is this going to be a thing? Like just sort of celebrity cameos of the Christmas one. Uh, is this going to work? And it's like, wait, hang on. She was a soap star for like... Yeah, she's, a, she's years an actress. She knows what she's doing. And she was great and Astrid's brilliant and you do totally like buy into the idea. There's a bit of flirty, flirty, romancy, romancy going on in a way where you're like, do you know what? I, I would watch these two travel together for some yeah. stories she's such a hopeful character who then sacrifices herself to save yeah. people. i going to kill her he- off. The heavenly hosts who are um, responsible for one of the worst visual images in the show's history which is when they're raising him up. Fucking it's just ridiculous. Like, oh,
1: God. I love it. It's awful.
0: But they're also really uh, evocative of the Vok robots. Yeah, they are very much... evocative.
1: Oh! Um, and I, you know me, I love a Vok robot. I uh, no. fucking love
0: a voc. You are all going to die. Like, <laughs> thro- throwing the halo like a, a discus of death. There's so much stupid stuff Narrowly it, missing great. the
1: palace. It's great. It's just a good laugh, isn't it? It's so much fun. It's a really good laugh.
0: Um, And I just love the fact that all the nice people die. Yeah, Every, everyone
1: everyone, dies. And the, nast- fr- the nasty from, bastard uh, survives. Apart from Russell Tovey.
0: Alonso, yeah who, of who, course Alonzo
1: Alonso, who lives to fight another day and uh, Shag Jack Jack yeah so that's good times <laughs>
0: um, good times for everyone Russell Tovey
1: um, and he's is... he's excellent in years and years he's excellent well. in everything
0: he is that's true oh, I want to rewatch watch Being Human there yeah. I if watch Grabbers oh <gasps> yes sorry I forgot about he's Grabbers he's totally good in that um, he is good at that that is a lot of fun
1: <laughs> it's very um, silly I like it a lot
0: then we move on to series four boys and girls series four with partners in crime again a strong opener because it is ridiculous but it's more about our main characters
1: meeting and Br- bringing a Catherine Tate back and doing a hell of a job on uh, making that character more palatable for showing that Donna has ongoing grown use, yeah. since
0: her adventure with the doctor has decided you know what There's more to life than this. And she grows frustrated. We find out, that she's that brilliant thing she's talking about, like, she booked all these trips. Like, I was going to walk across whatever barefoot. I was going to do, you know, a charity thing. I was going to see orangutans and all this stuff. And she's just like, no, it felt right. And then she just started looking into other things. Like, Mm. Earth was not enough anymore. Like, her eyes had really been opened by it. So it's a good job her
1: granddad, who pre-appeared in Voyage of the Damned is a bit yeah. of a stargazer.
0: Appeared one episode Wonderful. ago as a, as a news kiosk uh, owner who's open on Christmas Day. Wonderful um, Bernard Cribbins. Oh, who was just a lovely cameo in Voyage of the Damned. Like, oh, it's Bernard Cribbins. He was in the Cushing movie. Hey, that's really cool. One. And then it's like, no, he's the main character now because unfortunately the actor who played Donna's dad yeah, my my Bride passed away. So they're like, well, we, we, the easiest thing to do would be we don't want to recast the part because we don't want to imply that Sylvia Noble's just randomly remarried in the last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Her, you know, she's getting on. So and it also seems a little.
1: There wouldn't be that connection with me. stepdad when your parents re- when your parent remarries as an adult. So they
0: decided that they were going to have a granddad character instead, and I, I think they didn't even deliberate over it. They were just like, "I want Blender for it." Like us get getting back into it, and we will do the it. Same. We'll make it the same character. He's credited as I think he's credited as Wilf in Voyage of the Damned. Yeah. I think. Because he's just, just his name in it. And then they were like, well, we'll carry him over. Um, oh, he's, he's so good. He's wonderful. And the adipose what a great concept. So cute. And yet, disgusting. Just <laughs> They're made of flesh and teeth and bones and blood. No, just they're just made of fat. Uh, not until the person completely... Oh, right. Okay. made for okay. anything else.
1: Um, oh, they're so, so cute. And terrifying.
0: Um, Oh, my God. Oh great boo-hiss
1: villain. Sarah Lancashire.
0: Yeah, she's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as as, um, oh my god, what's her name? She is
1: called. I will find it for it's you. It's another character,
0: Miss Foster, isn't it? But I she's think got so. she's got another name, like another Russell name. Another Russell Do you, you, you name. You know exactly what I mean. <laughs> you know exactly
1: what I mean. Um, there's just credit as Miss Foster. I'm I'm looking it up because i um, But yeah, I thought it was great fun it's it's, it's, it's a good start to the series. At fat. Um, and, also, and also the um The what, relationship like, between Donna and the doctor is, is much more It's platonic for a start. Oh uh Matron Cophelia
0: of oh. the five straight and class of Bindi nursery fleet. Intergalactic <laughs> class. <laughs> there we go. God he's good. I love he? his names. Um, um so yeah he yeah the relationship's better and, and when analysing it from the POV of him being custom made boyfriend for Rose and Martha yeah. being a rebound girlfriend and him being selfish and insensitive Donna's his friend when he's like I need yeah. to do something I need to do something can we just can we just hang out can we just do something yeah, dafty yeah. and it's br- and, you know, that whole like, I just want to mate you want to mate <laughs> no, no I want to mate you're not know, mate with me sunshine but um, they actually
1: do a really good job of like toning down her comedy. I mean the the well, yeah, comedy stuff.
0: She she's still the same lady we met in runaway bride but yeah. she's like she, she's a lot more thoughtful so as a result yeah. she's still daft and sometimes react, reactive um but she's you know she she she's not an archetype she's not a caricature.
1: Yeah. Which I which I was worried about when they announced she was returning but I thought she would did a really good job I really liked her as a companion. Um, and
0: also the the wonderful cliffhanger of this story. Where she goes and is, she drops the keys off. She just asks somebody at the site, looking at the evidence and stuff, like, just put them in that bin. So this lady comes in, she tell her I've put those keys in that bin. And she walks away. And I remember us all, like, when that happened, being like, yeah. what? Because yeah. she walks away and the blonde woman she talks to, she turns back toward the camera,
1: and, and it's rose. rose.
0: It was like, wait. Yeah. What? Yeah. And then we move on to the fires of Pompeii. This is a great historical. Yeah. Um, Let's go back to Pompeii. I watch almost it wish there was no aliens in it. Yeah, like I don't hate them. What are they called the pyromiles. The yeah. I don't hate them, and I like the temp I like the one in the temple. The person who's like petrified. Yeah, and of I think that's great. I think the um, the sisters, of whatever the 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 cult in it, yeah. including Karen Gillan in her first appearance in Doctor Who. Oh Jesus! Um, she's the she's the main one that they keep coming across. They're always spying on them. Uh, i completely forgot. that. I'll pull her. the pitch for you because it's really weird. When you see it, you'll be like,
1: oh my god, of course. Of
0: course. Um, of course. Of course. But, uh, yeah, like, that stuff's great. And, and you've got, uh, oh my god, was it Phil Davis? <sighs> yes. He's great, as yeah. it always bloody is. And, you know, just stuff like that works. But it, it it's... I don't know. The, the most important and most meaty part of it is the drama that Donna's dealing with of, like, in a day... All these people all these are going to die. Can we not change that? Yeah, and and the doctor being like, no, we we can't. Like that's not a thing oh, we can do. Yeah. There's Karen. There she is. Okay. A whole whole two years before she appears as a regular in the show. Ah. Um. Yeah. there you go. Ah. Uh, It it's you know it it's 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 a heavy thing and that stuff with with Peter Capaldi's character uh, Caecilius and his the sorry and his family and all that stuff like that's a great you know that that works great. I almost wish we didn't have the giant flaming Roman statue. Yeah, you don't, you don't bo- really need
1: it. But and... I don't think they had the confidence to do a pure historical at that point. Also,
0: brief appearance from uh, uh, Phil Cornell at the beginning is like the trader who, they have that great gag where Donna's like, so hang on, I can hear what they're saying. i the TARDIS translates, Right. Well, what if I speak, like, what if I speak Latin to them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like i don't know like she goes over and she says like vd vd She you He's like oh no 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 but me me no speako Celtic. Uh-huh, it's just like uh-huh. oh that's a great idea of course like why has no one ever gone like i'm gonna I, yeah if i purposely speak their language like what does it sound like to them <laughs> it's a great idea it's a fun little gag little daft little moment the ending is powerful as hell and that's when Catherine really gets to show off her yeah. jobs um and they get they butt heads. Like this is the first time they really kind of butt heads with each other.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's a nice it's nice to see a companion challenge the Doctor. Yeah, Which is one of the reasons I really like Donna.
0: And then that continues a little into um, Planet of the Ood, Yes. which is not a strong story. It's fine. It's got some great themes and some really deep ideas. And it's nice to see the Ood back. It's really cool to see the Ood back. I remember some... that was the main draw, wasn't it? Everyone was like, oh, wow. We're at that point now where the show's been on for three years. Yeah. So can now do a return of a monster from a previous series and it'd yeah. be an exciting thing.
1: But also, some creepy stuff in this. Like the, oh, Like yeah. the, the Ood sort of Slowly poisoning
0: Tim McKinney. Yeah, you know? and
1: did fucking spitting out his own fucking like, spaghetti phase tentacle yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, God, like. that is... Ugh.
0: And they're doing the song, they're singing a the song and all of these yeah. songs, so that composition's great. And there's some, there's some really deep ideas, but I just... I just think overall, the execution's a bit iffy. It's a bit, uh,
1: no, uh, I mean, it's I mean, it's a perfectly fine episode. Um... It's not as entertaining, though, as the first two-part of the series. Sontaran's strategy. Helen Rayner's Better Story. And the Poison Sky. I love this it's one. It's great fun. Sontaran's a great fun. Great snivelling human it, baddies. It, it's a Pertwee story
0: yeah. in everything yeah. but, yeah, but era. Like yeah. it's, it's it's a Pertwee story. We have Unit. We have an Earthbound Crisis. We don't have the Brigadier. We have a Brigadier, if I remember correctly. We don't have... Oh, no, the Brigadier is still the Brigadier at this point, but he's in Geneva. Yes, he retired, but he's come back. Like because uh, he retired when we last saw him in Battlefield, he's not the British he, R- he, he was retired in Battlefield, but he's come He, and he, he worked back. with them uh, on the Reg, which we find out more about in Sarah Jane Adventures series two, because yeah. he appears in that, and he's freaking great. Right. Um, and he's got a, he's got a, he's got a gun in his cane. In a kids show, he whips out <sighs> the gun and shoots a bane point blank. I love it. He's great.
1: One round, one
0: round rapid, um, but like in, I think we, ha- I don't think we meet a brigadier in this, but there is a brigadier. There is, it's, it's, there is it's a general, I
1: think, uh,
0: and yeah, who the Doctor's just like, oh, stop. Uh, this st- this st- is where this, is where they set up the whole no saluting thing, isn't it? I think so. this is where it starts.
1: Uh, Colonel Mace is did t- your. Did, did, did Tom Baker's doctor have a problem with saluting? I, I don't, don't think he even
0: bothered. I know John was a bit iffy with it in his first couple of stories, but then he just goes with it. He, he never makes a point, and then they. Hammer it in with Capaldi. I don't it's think. Really I don't weird. think
1: he ever bothers. To be honest, I don't think he just ignores them in that sense. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't know. But um, th- that's that's
0: a good. That's a great start and everything. It, it's it's a unit thing. Someone calls the doctor back. It's not a brigadier or a bentonariate. It's Martha who's working with unit. Yeah. Like, like, there's some weird shit going on. These new satnavs. Uh, I think they're related to these these poison gas deaths that have occurred in a couple <laughs> of cases. People driving into that opening. Well, they're not. That opening is eerie. They're not satnavs, it's um, Where the car just drives that person into the Yeah in, into, into the river. It's, it's like, new oh like God. zero
1: emission systems for Gas cars. On. Yeah. Uh the Atmos system. Oh, um, that's it, because
0: it affects the satnav, doesn't it? In yeah that, at the beginning and takes them into the thing. Uh we get the uh we get the soldier calls it Ross something.
1: I think it is just Private Ross.
0: Private Ross, who just check if we get first name uh, Ross Jenkins oh, yeah. which is the same name as the kid from A Fix with the Sontarans oh no so it's, it's sort of yeah let's forget let's forget that the last three minutes of that clip ever happened yeah well, but it's kind of a nice idea that they're nodding toward like maybe this is the same kid and that actually yeah. did happen yeah <laughs> and also it's nice because that was a Sontaran story and this is a Sontaran this story this is a Sontaran story we get new Sontarans I hope they reuse these costumes in they the future they very very, very but good, but color them black and silver, please, just yeah. so they can look a bit more like the old ones. It's
1: a really nice redesign. It's also probably the least radical redesign of any of the new series. Redesign, yeah, they, just, they just get a shiny, shiny new armor and a little bit more detail. And
0: yeah, the prosthetics are better now. Yeah, that's that's it. But we get our, our two new Sontar. Obviously, a lot of people play the Sontarans, but our two Sontarans who give, who give face uh Christopher Ryan as General Style of the 10th Sontaran Fleet. It's just hams it up like crazy cheering all the scenery that he's he can get so his good. mouth around so good and I'm so glad that we got to see him again very briefly in the Pandorica Opens yes. playing a Sontara in general um, and uh, series uh, to, to become later series regular Dan Starkey, yeah, as um Skull, Skull, the Bloodbringer, uh, and he he sort of delivering it more uh, with a with a with a Commander Link's kind of bent to it. He has he's got like the he's licking his teeth a lot, uh, like that. It's like, oh uh, you're a fan, and it it became evident, obviously, through a lots of interviews afterwards. Yes, he absolutely is a fan of Doctor Who, yeah, and and completely gets how important it is to see a classic monster done right. Um, He's great in this. Christopher Ryan is great in this. The guest cast are great in this. Yeah. We get a lot more Sylvia, which is great. We get a lot more Wilf, which is great. Luke Rattigan is a great role because it's yep. a bratty little intelligent like American kid who's like, oh, I'm doing this, and the other, but he goes through a good arc. You get to see him you're essentially watching a Spider-Man supervillain with yeah. him. Like, he's, he's the nerdy kid who's wronged, buys into the villainous stuff and his power, and then at the end he's like, what the hell am I doing? Oh. And is the... is the la- I mean, he gets to use the... Because this is where they first do Sontar Hat, isn't it? This is where yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, so but, yeah, but using Time Warrior, because when, when Thingy first arrives, he says he's from the 10th Fleet. Yeah. When Lynx arrives uh, and confronts Iron Gron at the start of the Time Warrior. When he does it, he does this. Like he has like the thing to his chest. Yeah. So they've they've kind of brought that in and turned did you know it into absolute
1: summer. like generic sort of Oh yeah. But like
0: they're here they you they attach it to the sontar and it's like, that's a thing they all do. Yeah. Um and it's really good. The cliffhanger's great, like it looks like Wolf's gonna choke to death in the car and it's just like, Oh my god, this is horrible. Um it's, it's a wonderful story, yeah. and I like the way it sets up the end. Like Sylvia's, like what the hell are you doing with this man? Like what, yeah. what just like, is this? Are you? Which Martha's family, like the, their angle on it, is really good in series three. Yeah, and they kind of they kind of because it was only one series thing, they kind of carry on the idea of, of one of the family being completely against what's happening. And Sylvia's kind of set up to be a a bit of a of a of a uh, an antagonist in a way in a couple of these stories where stuff she does leads to them getting into more trouble because she's like I disagree with it. Why are we doing it? This is a stupid. By the end of the series, she comes around. Yeah. Um, whereas Wilf is completely supporting Donna from the off and understands the wonderful stuff she's able to do and, and is really supportive. And even at the end of this, after nearly dying, he's like, Yeah, I'm with you.
1: It's sort Pro- of living vicariously through her in a way, isn't it?
0: Martha's use is great in this. Um Probic Vent, back of the neck! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is really good. Uh, and it leads into directly into the next story, which through its title was attempting to do what Daleks did for two series before it and the Cybermen did for a series be- uh, between them. Uh, the title was the thing to win people over. Yeah. Russell,
1: Russell talks about this in the writer's tale. The Doctor's Daughter. Not the best episode, though. No. The Doctor's I, Daughter has a great idea. Fair credit to George and Moffat, but Jenny's an incredibly irritating character.
0: Yeah, and, and it's not to do with her, really. It's, no. just, it's the dialogue completely for her. It's just
1: not... Just irritating.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and apparently, um, this point, Russell knew he was gonna like it wasn't announced yet, but while he was working on this, he knew he was gonna call it a day. Yeah, and maybe do maybe do a series of specials. Yeah, and he'd already talked to Stephen, like his replacement. He'd already talked to Stephen about replacing him. Yeah, and Stephen was like willing to accept it, and when he was like, he he, he hadn't made like the yes decision yet, but he was like, I think I'm gonna do it. Um. And it was at Stephen Moffat's request that they revealed Jenny survives the events of the story, because Stephen was obviously like, "I think I, I, think I want to do something with her later,"
1: and it turns out he never did. But... Do you think some of those ideas were used for River Song instead? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: But it, the thing is, her death in this is is pretty good. Like it's it's a strong yeah. The whole "I never would" thing, yeah. and I think the Hath are a great design. And I think the what, the mystery of it
1: unravels is quite yeah, good. Yeah, the, the concept of this war that everyone thinks has been going on for centuries, and it's only been
0: going for like seven days. Yeah, that's and brilliant. Like that stuff's great. Bringing Donna's like temping skills into a situation <laughs> in the story, like she's like, I'm not I'm, I'm not great at everything, but I'm really good at maths. Yeah, and like this is not adding up, and this mean, and it's like that stuff's really cool. I like Martha's role in it. Like being with Martha I think is the right decision for getting to know the half. Yeah. Because it's a character that we don't need to sort of buy into. We've already bought into her. We know her.
1: Also the thing with Martha is she's a bit more empathetic than Donna is. A bit more approachable. Whereas Donna can be a bit abrasive, which is part of her strength. Yeah. Because she can challenge the doctor and challenge, you know, the bad guys essentially. Um uh, Martha's much like I say more approachable so it makes more sense for her to sort of build this bond with, a, also, with an alien it's
0: adorable and they're all just coming up to her and, like pat her on the hair and, <laughs> and she's just like oh okay I think the Hath are a really cool design yeah I quite like as the well they did a toy of them didn't they yeah There's I, a, I got older that one but yeah
1: I think it's specifically Half Peck as well
0: yeah um I don't hate the Doctor Dog but it is it is a really weak overall package yeah um Unlike... Unlike... The Unicorn and the Wasp. Which follows on immediately.
1: Unfortunately written... But... Fucking great fun.
0: Great story. We get... um,
1: I get the Christie and a giant wasp. <clears throat> yeah. What more do you want? A giant
0: wasp which in itself is just a reference to one of the covers of one of her books. <laughs> you realise that... Wait, what? Hang on, that's a real thing? And also using a real life thing again... There was a period shortly after her split from her partner, from her husband, yeah, where she, she seemingly vanished for several days and has yeah. never said where she went. Um, but she was reported missing. Yeah. Like, uh, and then came back and was like, where well, have you been? She's like, I don't know. And in reality, yes. it's probably because she was just dealing with a lot of heavy thinking and like needed to be away from everybody and just
1: went off and lose herself a bit. Really fucking high. Yeah. <laughs> just absolutely wrecked.
0: But... This is a really fun story. It's a murder mystery. It's played with that kind of goofy reverence, but at the same time, they also dwell on the idea of like, you find this fun. Yeah. This is horrible. It's like, oh. Oh, yeah. They're sort of of taken to task a bit the same way the Doctor and Rose were by Queen Victoria.
1: Yeah. Um, But also they had that wonderful comedy moment of him trying to mix the antidote to the poison in his mouth.
0: Harvey. Harvey (laughs) Wallbeck. Harvey Wallbeck. <laughs> <comigo> um, uh, who is it, Jago or Lightfoot, who comes back to play the colonel in this?
1: Uh the one who's got the oh. more one who's got the more comedic face. I'm trying to remember the actor's yeah, name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not not Tim Piggott Smith, the other one. The other fella. Um Christopher Benjamin. Christopher Benjamin, Colonel Pugh, uh, Which is
0: nice. So we've got like, is that the first occasion of an actor from the original, aside from Gabrielle Wolfe's voice, an actor from the classic run coming back to play a character in the new one? I think it might be. Might be. Might be wrong. Might be. Um, we also get Felic- uh, Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones, I know. Shit, yeah we do. Uh, Thingy from Rogue One and, yeah, and lots of other stuff, but Rogue um, One seems to be the most apt to say to our
1: genre Rabina organs. Redmond. It's a really good as well. She's the unicorn.
0: Felicity Kendall. Yeah, Felicity Kendall's uh, great Vanilla
1: so Agatha Christie, very Finnella, good. Fenella
0: Woolgar is amazing. You've worked with Fenella Woolgar.
1: I've worked with Fenella Woolgar a couple of times. She's lovely. On a scale of one to ten, how lovely is she? Uh, definitely at the higher end of a ten. <laughs> I was like, yeah, about an eight. About an eight. I was, I was like, like No, what? no, she's fucking great. I've done a couple of radio projects with her. She's she's brilliant. She's lovely um, in this as well and and,
0: and sells Agatha Christie beautifully. <laughs> uh the vesper form the, the whole wasp it's thing it's kind of it. daft i love it it's, it's kind of daft especially when you realize it did actually kill the guy at the start with a lead pipe around the back of the head but that's why i love it because it's so daft there's a fun game in this that uh, not to give him too much credit but like yeah. the Gareth roberts also employed in shakespeare code where he laces titles of the the historical characters works throughout the dialogue
1: Ah, uh, okay.
0: So you can play a game with both the Shakespeare Code and with Unicorn and the Wasp, where if you know you if you know you Shakespeare, or you know you like Agatha Christie. You can play like a game of ticking off as many as you can spot hidden within the dialogue. We should play a game which, which, which uh, Springwatch do. Chris Packham used to put uh, David Bowie
1: songs into, uh, <laughs> in, into the links,
0: like and try and sneak them in.
1: But we got for his own amusement. We should play a game with the Gareth Roberts, where we try and challenge him. Uh, do trans people exist? And the only correct answer is yes every time he says no, give him a little shock. A little shock to his gonads. Oh, good Lord. Say, Gareth. Stop it now. Stop it now. <laughs> Stop denying the existence of an entire group of people. Stop it um, now. <laughs> Sanderson Library. Forest of the day. Stephen Moffat part are bringing back the horror. I like this story, but I think it does fall back on a lot of the same I think, uh, I things think... that... And child lots of dances well,
0: does yes but i also think it's also a story that has suffered in retrospect because we know what he does with a lot of the delicious threads he leaves at the end of this oh yeah and we know that it's it's not quite it doesn't quite live up to what this story establishes really yeah um the more we saw of river song the less effective this
1: story becomes yeah um and we saw Whereas, a lot of River Whereas Alex Kingston gives an
0: excellent performance
1: oh, in this. love Alex Kingston. Even through all of the River Song mm. stuff,
0: love Alex Kingston. Uh, but this is such a wonderful like t- idea. It is a great idea. We meet a companion who we don't know is a companion. Yeah. Because they've had their time already and he hasn't met them. And that's a great idea. Yeah, that is really that's really cool. good. Um, the idea of the Vashta Narada is great piranhas of the air do not step into the shadows that live in forests and like this is the greatest library ever and unfortunately at some point one of the one of the forests that were mowed down to create parts of this library was a forest teeming with vashta narada yeah so they've been waiting and breeding within the library and the whole place has been evacuated but everybody disappeared they don't know where they were evacuated to yeah and we find out later is because they were all basically again kind of ahead of its time. They were all uploaded to the cloud.
1: Yeah, like they were saved into the cloud. We get we get the, um, the nodes. We get the Donna, Donna Noble has having left the library, having been saved into the cloud, and her sort of seeing what that sort of fantasy life is there.
0: Because it just essentially to keep everyone uh compliant and content. It's yeah. the Matrix. They're given a they're given a life, um, and the only giveaway is Miss Evangelista who. Killed by the Vashti Narada during the story, mm-hmm. and then manages to get into the, into the consciousness because she's taken in there too. Because they sort of establish that everyone here kind of has like a little backup, yeah, that saves saves sort of their brainwaves to a point. Um, and and when they get killed, it gets stuck on. I'm off that trope as well of dialogue being repeated. They they get it's stuck the... on like the line the last thing they said just repeating over and over I again. Sort of go sleep on the communicator. <clears throat> Yeah, which is spooky, but then, it is spooky. But then you realise, oh he does that a lot. And so yeah. like, God damn it, Steve. yeah Um but like that's great. Like the first reveal of Miss Evangelista is just this skeleton in the spacesuit. Yeah. And then the fact that Vashina rider occupy the spacesuits and use the skeleton as a frame. Yeah. And walk around they use the skeleton, Funny enough, as a skeleton. And then they walk around <laughs> and it's like that is so eerie and so damn creepy and just there's some great stuff in here. There really is some great stuff in here. Um, I just think it it, it it ages badly in retrospect, in a way.
1: Yeah, because it it is,
0: and also because he trips over himself. Like she's yeah. never seen this show. He says, "You look so," she doesn't. "It you look so young," and and she's not met this version of him before, and and in any of the extended canon does not meet this incarnation of him again. Yeah, which makes sense. Um, and in the TV show, you kind of get the idea that oh, the eleventh one's the one she spent most of her time with, but then forgetting Big Finish for a minute. On screen in The Husbands of River Song, she whips out a photo album of all of them. Yeah. Including the 10th. So it's just like, wait, what? The, huh?
1: Yeah. But and, then. And, this, and, and this, you know,
0: this being a story that we realise as the episode goes on, this being a story of her last adventure pre Sounds of the Library oh, Forest the of thing the Dead.
1: always trips over
0: itself, though. Yeah. It? He, but annoyingly, the, the same guy, all he has to do is re watch his older episodes back and he wouldn't do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's ridiculous. But oh well, uh, she's great. Steve Pemberton, like the whole guest cast are really lovely. Colin Salmon as Dr. Moon especially,
1: and then. Oh forgot? yeah, of course Colin Salmon, isn't it? He's really good. And uh, also... The, the nodes the re- are a great design. The reveal that Dr. Moon is the Dr. Moon. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that. Yeah. They just call this thing that keeps the, the AI happier, Dr. Moon. The future Brilliant. Sonic Screwdriver, which is a lovely idea. Like, you gave it to me. And never pays off.
0: Wow, but it does in observe a song. It gives her a gift, and it's it's just that screwdriver. Oh, right. But the the way it was designed, it was designed to clearly be, like, his screwdriver with some attachments and and tweaks. So it's sort of like, it's cheapened later on when you realise, oh, it's not his screwdriver. It's one he's made for. It's like, oh, okay. It, yeah, yeah. I like that design though. It's my favourite. It is a good screwdriver. Uh, it's the handle. It's a little handle. I love the little for, handle. for your bottom two fingers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and nice. then the fact that it's got a red setting. have never red setting. Not uh. yet. <laughs> and there's, there's some really good stuff in it, and I do like it. it's the it's the first time that he kind of postures and it works as yeah. well. He's like, well, he's, he's, he's about to be killed and he's like, I'm the Doctor and you're in the biggest library in the universe, look me up. Yeah. And they take a moment and then the shadows just recede. <laughs> giving him just enough time to
1: get out of there and, and move on to... But it, to is, the it is also the start of this, the hubris that will be this Incarnation's eventual downfall. Yeah. Which is nice because, again, something they haven't really done before is set the set the set this scene for what will eventually cause the Doctor to fail yeah. and regenerate. And now they're able to do that. They're able In to like, this, Because they are that telling that bigger story. Uh, what's the next one? The next one is... One of the greatest uh, episodes uh, of Doctor Who ever written. Yes. Midnight. Yes.
0: Oh, my God. So, we get a companion light episode. Yeah. The way they did the Doctor Light episode this year was they made it about Donna.
1: Yeah. So, to give
0: Catherine Tate, like, enough time to breathe, and give David Tennant enough time to breathe, they basically be given an episode each that they filmed simultaneously over the same stretch. Pretty scratch. great. And
1: holy shiz! So midnight. Actually, they both ended up pretty great, but midnight is in <laughs> particular. Oh, I is... love midnight. Eerie, really um, eerie. And we've talked about it at length on this podcast before. Um, mm. so there's not too go, much go to Go back to our top ten modern yeah. episodes episode. It's just so. It's a stage play. Yeah, you could do it
0: on stage in its entirety, and it works. Um, we, the, the the unseen threat, the performances of uh, oh, what's the name? Leslie, Ozzy Sharp, Leslie Sharp, and it David pat- Tennant yeah. opposite each other. As this thing inhabits Sky, Sky Sylvester, isn't it? As this thing inhabits her yeah. body, and she just repeats the everything. yeah <laughs> and it's slowly it's word, yeah. that the dialogue begins to. It starts to just repeat him, and it begins to catch up, and then it overlaps, and they speak at the same time. It's oh my god! It's so It's really, really and the fact that by the end we still don't know what it was. Nope we well, never matter. really know, and it doesn't matter. What mattered was it was a story about what people do in extreme situations. They begin to blame each other and look for a villain.
1: But you know, that... that and I, paranoia and... Oh, God. You know, I love the, I love the thing. Stories about people becoming paranoid and unhinged is yeah. my thing. That's, You're the thing. I'm, yeah, Colin my,
0: Morgan and, and uh, David, David Troughton. And, and yes, of course. It's a, it's a really great cast. Which is kind of need for that for something that's a that character. Lo- and that lovely is. punch at the end when the stewardess basically saves them all. Yeah. And then, and then it's then, like, does anyone know her name? No. So, yeah. No one, no one knew what her name was. Just never thought to ask. It's like, oh my God, stuff like that. It's so good. It's and rough. it's the fact that he's obviously, he genuinely was terrified because when he gets back, Donna's like, you she knows something's gone on. Yeah. She's just hanging out in this space bar. Space go back. Bar. And she's <laughs> like, what, you know, what, what happened? And he's just like, I think she repeats him. He says whatever, and he's just like, "Don't." You can see he's really shaken. And it's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. That was genuinely one of the few things he's been up against as absolutely because he nearly dies. Like he's completely helpless. Yeah, he's gonna die, and he can't stop it. And it's oh, it's horrible. Um, Rough. And then we get the Doctor Light episode. Turn, Turn left. left. Which is brilliant. So it's a so we've had some we've had two teases over the course of the yeah. series that worlds are going missing. And that we've seen Rose a few times, and there's something on Donna's back. Yes, yes, which you mentioned and earlier on, isn't it? I think it's one of the you or something, or someone yeah. says like there's something on your back. And it's like, wait, what? Um, so we get this sort of. Alternate- oh no, that's it. No, it's Phil Davis in um, Fazal Pompeii. Ah, uh, okay. There's something on your back. And it's like, wait, what the hell? That's <laughs> just
1: Phil Davis being creepy. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> standard. Standard Phil Davis. There, there is that sense that it, this, this is the. Um, that's not that sense, but. This is basically a story of what would have happened if the Doctor had failed repeatedly. Yeah, it, so starting
0: like, with uh, Donna. Yeah, so she goes to see this fortune teller in this, this market. Because these two episodes yeah. are both like, here's them actually just going places where lovely things are. And yeah. then a story happens instead sort of they arrive and, in the middle of a thing. Yeah, um, This fortune teller lady is played by the same actor who plays Chantho. Because they were like, uh, you're, great, oh, and we, you're great and we want you back in this. Yeah. Um, and you were in Heavy Prosthetics last time so let's get you in it with your actual face yeah it? so she plays a character uh, which at the end they reveal to be part of the trickster's brigade yes which is then followed up in the Sarah Jane adventures story the wedding of Sarah Jane Smith yeah which is the third trickster story the tenth doctors in it and he basically comes into it he's like yeah you you've you've hurt my friends and you've hurt my friends before and he's like he, he proper confronts him and it's like oh because the trickster's the closest thing Sarah Jane adventures has got to like a big bad yeah And the fact that even the doctor's felt it, he's like, right, I'm I'm coming to fuck you up. (laughs) And it's like, ah, nice try, Time Lord.
1: Good times, good times. Um,
0: But it's really good, because little subtle tie-ins. Yes. Yeah, Donna makes the choice when she thinks back of, like, how her life would have been different. And all it, it relies on is one simple decision, which is not going for the temp job in Chiswick and going for a job at the other place when she had the two offers on the same day. Yeah. And we see the events fall out, and it's great. Like, she doesn't meet Lance, so someone else is, like, brought into the Ragnos plot. Mm-hmm. And the Doctor dies, because the story presumably goes the exact same way, but at the end he stays there, and he's watching it flood.
1: Yeah, no one to pull him out. No one to pull him out at that moment. So then there's no one to, to save the hospital. Yeah, well... Uh, um, oh, well... It's investigated by a woman who's identified... Uh-huh. The
0: body is identified as Sarah Jane Smith. So, Sarah Jane Smith and her. And... It, it, based on when the time of the story is uh Clyde, Rani and Luke yep um just like, oh my god! Like yeah. the the parent show says, "Hey kids, you know that show you're watching on the other channel?" Well, in this episode, they all die of oxygen starvation. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? Um, um, so that that happens, and which of course
1: means that Martha Jones is dead, and yeah. uh, and all this stuff, and then the Void of the Damned happens, and the, the Titanic, the crashes, Titanic. Titanic. It crashes into, into London, it crashes into Buckingham Palace, even. Yeah, uh, oh so that creates a, makes a massive part of Britain uninhabitable, and they've got the uh, the God. sort of refugee, ca- the 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 um sort of concentration camps by any other name for the, foreigners. Yeah, they refer
0: to them as uh, as what's it? Sort of light labor camps. The idea being yeah. the, the work will be done, and just have that, that amazing moment. Was it Mister? Is it Mister? can name now, but the neighbor he's wonderful. The place where they stay, and yeah. the wolves we'll just have this look at each other where it's like, the, and then Bernard Cribbins breaking down because so that's what they called them last time. Yeah, something which Russell expands on. In years and years, yeah, yeah, and does it really bloody well? Um, And and it's it's, oh my god, this is heartbreaking. But as the story goes on, you realise it's not just a hey viewers, here's a cool sci-fi what if for Doctor Who. Yeah, it's Rose is here. Why is Rose here? And this is when we finally learn what's been going on. Rose's world is also being affected by something, and she's breaking through. Yep. To investigate it, because it's not just happening in our dimension; it's happening in the dimension she was left in from Doomsday. And she's trying to get hold of the Doctor, but Donna is the key to doing it. And she's arrived, unfortunately, in this dimension where everything is going wrong. And they need to correct it. Um, So together they manage to figure it out and get out of there. There's a beetle on her back. It's spooky as sin. Mm -hmm. So by the time they get back to present day, she's got a message. And that's when the Doctor and Donna leave the fortune teller thing. And the words Bad Wolf are scattered Everywhere <laughs> Doctor Magazine that month was incredible as well because like the outer cover is like the the, the supreme Dalek yeah and, and the Doctor and Donna either side of it and stuff and like you know the, the, it was but it was there was a poster as well so it was in the the plastic wraparound cover yeah and when you take the plastic wraparound cover off you got a blank version of that cover but everything on it just said Bad Wolf uh. it's like oh my god this is so cool uh. like everything on it is just a Bad Wolf Bad Wolf Bad Wolf oh my god that's so good. um so you finally find out, oh, that's what Bad Wolf was trying to warn us about. Mm. The other thing was just that series. This series is actually what it was going to be for. Which is genius.
1: Um, it's very good.
0: So we go into the Final Two where we learn what happened to the planets that have been disappearing. They've been stolen to help create a freaking engine to work a weapon that will eradicate everything from time. Because... Who could be so diabolical as to want to kill everything in existence? It's, it's Davros. It's Davros. Davros. Well, it's the Supreme Dalek. And the Daleks. Because Davros is their pet. Yes. He's, he's their, he's yeah. Their, he's their little scientist bitch living in the basement of, their, of the Dalek crucible. Um, which... The last the Doctor knew of it, it flew into the jaws of the Nightmare Child in the oh. final days of the Time
1: War.
0: I love it. But I love they were that sense of history. They were they they were temporal shifted from an outside force when Dalek Khan yeah like got lost in the schism of time and dragged them back. And Dalek his... Khan is insane.
1: Yeah, his casing's cracked open. He's gone mad. Nick
0: Briggs is having a field day playing this loopy Dalek and. Mm oh that is so good but it's also it's quite fun it's the avengers yeah it's the it's the big team up this 2008 two-part finale to doctor who crosses over previous seasons and it's two
1: spin-off shows yeah it's great oh my god it's great i love it get the sarah jane gang we get captain jack and the torchwood gang we get fucking harriet johnson people fly down north prime minister Sarah, uh, we find out that Mr. Copper, like, his
0: foundation helped fund the network link that's giving Harriet Jones the ability to communicate with them all. So yeah. of the dam ties back in. and uh, We find out... The that Dalek's the- like, uh, the Harriet Jones Prime Minister. We know. A former Prime Minister. Yes, we know. Uh, <laughs> um... Uh, just, oh my god. This like is, when Sarah Haring Jane finds that out the. you mentioned this is where that was. Sarah Jane finds out the Daleks are back in her reaction and she just starts holding on to Luke. And she's uh. like, oh, it's traumatic wolf attacking a Dalek with a paintball gun to its eye store. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. So much good stuff in this. And I know it's fan wank. It's so silly. But. I don't care. We it get that uh, it's a crossover event between all of the shows that were running at that point. And it is
1: literal wish fulfilment, because as a two parter ends with everything, you know uh happening as it is.
0: Rose gets her own doctor boyfriend. Yeah, we get the with... meta the Metacrisis Doctor, which, as far as I'm concerned just, and I'm gonna hold on to this for as long as I can, is not an incarnation of the Doctor. No it's Tenant a... is not two
1: doctors. It's basically a clone of the doctor. Yes,
0: God damn it. Though I do love that idea, that it's sort of a combo of do- the Doctor and Donna. Like, it's you, yeah. but it's got his mind, and uh, Donna temporarily becomes it. Uh, special shout-out to Julian Bleach. Holy <sighs> shit. I love me Great some Davros. Davros. Terry Malloy, of course, did the most work in the role, and is excellent. Yeah. Julian Bleach is my favourite Davros. Excellent work. I, yeah. I, I don't much care for his second story, but I love him. Does he not come role. back again until...
1: But he's just an apprentice.
0: Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, which is the right way to do it, because Davros in the original series unfortunately becomes the focal point of every Dalek story because of how successful his debut is. Yeah. And it kind of lessens the Daleks a bit. So I, much I so like that remem- a... Remembrance holds off on him and then reveals he's been there the whole time. Yeah. But even so, it's still but it also...
1: Davros is behind it. It also teases him with the battle computer. Yes. yes the, the yeah. You only see from behind at first, and is. Heavily implied to be Davros, and then it's the little girl. Yeah, which is quite nice. Um, oh man, Remembrance is really good.
0: Member of the Daleks. Membr- oh. Mem- <laughs> when are we doing the uh, the shorthand version called beer of the Daleks? Member of the Daleks. Um, uh, that's a different thing altogether. Oh yeah, it is. Um, I think I think Dalek second members of the Daleks. Oh, on his face. several of them. Several. Of them. Uh, um,
1: but yeah, so... Yeah, it's just... Journey's end, it's still the- It's really it- cool. Like,
0: Liz Lane gets to shine. We get Mickey back. We get Rose back. The cliffhanger was, hands down, the best cliffhanger in the modern series up to that point.
1: I honestly thought that they might spring a regeneration on us.
0: Yeah. I and, and, and then manage
1: to keep it a secret. Hmm.
0: I mean, it would have sucked a little bit in retrospect that his last words were, I'm regenerating! And then he regenerates. But, you know, still, it was amazing. And the hand comes into place. So the, the prop from Torchwood like continues on into this one yeah and and gwen and yanto play a part in it and oh god yeah god then firing the machine gun at the dalek in the doorway of torchwood three it's just so cool like yeah, it's, it, cool. It's, it's oh it's i love it i love journey's end stolen earth i think it's great i think it's really fun and I love the bittersweet note it ends on. Donna's exit is heartbreaking, probably the most heartbreaking of all the companion exits from the show. It's
1: because she's also the funniest companion. Yeah, and she gets the the, most, the most tragic ending.
0: And yeah, she she has she goes back to who she was pre the runaway bride, like all the and Wolf sums it up is because it's sold, not just on their goodbye, but the scene after. Yeah, where Bernie Cribbins has to deliver the whole like, but the, all those wonderful things she's seen like. The person she's become, like, she's got, she's gonna go. And he's like, Yeah, but it's the only way to keep her safe. It's the only way to stop her head from freaking exploding. Like, she'll die if she remembers everything. Um, it's horrible. Too much. And then the bits we ended, they carried on the trope of the end of the series the <clears throat> what? What? What thing. They did shoot an ending for that one where he does that, the TARDIS has been intercepted, and on the final what, a close with his face in the monitor, and the, there are two Cybermen behind him. Oh. But they chose not to use it and it, it's a better ending because of that because it's just him after seeing all these friends Sarah Jane making a point of like you've never been well, as you're alone you, do, you know what I mean you, you've you got more friends than you could ever imagine you know what I mean than anyone could ever imagine ever. and then it still ends on that note of him just on his Todd after yeah. he's had to say goodbye to Dora and let her, let her go it's just him on his own and the series <laughs> ends there with no teaser trailer for Christmas and it's perfect as a result because we got a teaser trailer later if I remember correctly and then we got a clip of the next Doctor for Children in Need. The next Doctor. went into the specials. I like the Cyber Shades. I wish that they were executed more creepily. Like if we'd sort of seen gangly limbs or, or like animal limbs coming yeah. out of the cloaks. I like, I like the idea g- of them like just repurposing dead
1: animals to turn into basic grunts. And I do actually quite like Giant Cybermon.
0: I don't hate it. It's I, silly, I don't, but I, I like it. The, the daftest thing about it is the fact that it's like people remember that. But then Moffat uses that as a plot point next year, so it's like, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't hate that. Um, oh my God, what's the name he plays? David Morrissey. No, what, what, who plays uh, Miss uh, Thingy.
1: Oh. Oh my God, I'll, I'll look it up. Fuck talk about David Morrissey. Sideways. David Morrissey. David Morrissey
0: is great. convincingly <clears throat> for at least 10 minutes, like, I totally believe that this might be a future incarnation. I, I
1: do love the idea that, he, that it's this person who has had Miss Hartigan,
0: Dervler Kirwan. Oh, yeah, D-L-L-Cowen. Yeah.
1: Um He just had his personality overwritten by the doctors. Yeah. And that's just, just yeah, it's just a lovely tragedy. Lovely bit of tragedy. And,
0: and, and, but, but yeah, mostly so that he can forget what actually happened, which yeah. was the murder of his wife and supposedly the murder of his son in front of him by the Cybermen. Yeah. Um, like he'd rather his brain as a as an emergency mechanism is just like yeah, it's just accepted all the completely stuff. broken yeah. Um, his companion Rosita, played <laughs> by uh Veli, what a great name! I want to get this right. Valil Tishabalala. That's a good Tishabalala. name. Tishabalala. Um, she's great because she's not got too much of a character going on, but that's kind of the point. She's she's there to sort of. Show to us that he's just circulated to go into doing things the doctor would do. Yeah, he's picked up somebody who's got a similar name to Rose and all this stuff. It's, you know, like she's she's a lot of fun in it, but she's not going up to work with. So her her delivery sells like enough for you to go. Oh, I get what she's about. Um, I like the cyber leader redesign, like the the exposed brain in the glass yep. with the blackface plate. Yep. Um, I might say I don't hate the cyber king. Uh, I like the creepy sort of suggestions of Hartigan's horrific backstory and they never dwell on it in detail, but there's implications that she's been used and abused in many ways over the years by yeah. men above her and in, in uh, you know, positions of power. Um, it's, sort of, it's one of those where you sort of like, I completely see why she would you know, want to change the ta- turn the tables. But she's doing this like a freaking mustache twirling villain, and needs to stop. Like, yeah, too right. You're being a villain here. Like you, you, you're enslaving kids to work in your horrible underground mines to help build a robot for these evil things that are going to kill everyone and replace them.
1: Well, the next Doctor is just it's it's just typical um, Christmas special, and that it's just it's just silly fun.
0: And he finally goes and sits down and has a Christmas dinner, except
1: hey! he at the end
0: because he's got no friends to travel with, and and that is the thing that's a recurring motif throughout these specials of like. You, mm. you need someone with you, which of course the first person to tell him that originally was Donna and the Runaway Bride, mm. and now she's gone, and people keep bringing it back up, as long as the series goes on does he kind of slip into a slightly more egotistical state. Um, Do we have to talk about Planet of the Dead? We have to, even though it was written right here, but yeah, current current right we do, because the triveteurs are a great design and the fact that were never made into a toy is criminal. Because just lit- you just reuse the Jack, like, um, the Jack overall thingy body from the, the first series figure. But there's so um, much about Planet the Dead that I just don't care about. I like the Lady Christine Souza. I like Michelle Ryan's performance. I just wish that she was in a... a slightly more serious story. Like, I think you could have a very Indiana Jonesy character there that would work. And I think yeah, she, appro- maybe, she I approaches it that way, but because the story keeps getting, like, dafter and sillier in its delivery, it's sort of... She then has to... The character sort of feels dafter and sillier as the story goes on. Yeah, there's, definitely, there's definitely room for a time-travelling Lara Croft. Uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, with, with a flying space bus. Yeah, no, no... You can totally do that, but...
1: No, uh... no argument for me there. But um, yeah, I just I just didn't care Planet of the Dead at all. Great actors though, innit? Like phenomenal yeah, actors. Yeah, really good cast. It just didn't do anything for me. Can you remember
0: who's on that bus as well? Like one of the actors. Oh, Daniel
1: Craig's oh, on Daniel that Kalea, bus. Kalea. How yeah. hell
0: yeah. Um, who else have we got? There is uh Noma Dumazwini, uh, uh, who plays uh Captain Magamba, who I believe. Captain Magamba appears in the Poison Sky first, but she's in a different role, and then she gets promoted in this one. She's yeah, uh, I she's think so. she's smashing, and Mashing. is is you know a great sort of like foil for the Doctor to play off against in the story in terms yeah. of what what they want to do. Lee Evans as Malcolm Taylor is a pretty fun inclusion and works, yeah, works okay. for this sort of semi festive Easter special. Yeah, yeah, um, but it, it, it's a part where it's like at first you're distracted because you're like, oh god, it's Lee Evans. But about 15 minutes in, you're like, no, do you know what? It's just a deaf scientist character that Lee Evans happens to be playing. I'm, I'm, I'm with this. This is fine. <laughs> and obviously laid the groundwork for what Moffat would later turn into um, Osgood instead. Yeah. Like the idea of somebody who's read up on the Doctor working for UNIT who's absolutely like, oh my God, I love everything you do. You're brilliant. I'm, I'm more than happy to help. Um, you know, there's the stuff I like. I like the idea of the villain not necessarily being a sentient thing. It's just this swarm of fleshy... In- Metallic rays, the yeah. the you know the uh, that could come through at any minute. I, there's stuff to like. It's just a bit of a damp squib by, yeah, like, by the end yeah. of it. Yeah, mm, but then you get the he will knock four times. But I also think and that... the best stuff again is just the personal stuff, like him chatting to the group on the bus. Yeah, like asking where they were going, like what 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 are you doing tonight, like what what is your plan, and and finding out and being like right that's it that's the drive we're gonna get back to that. You know, there's stuff like that where you you see that doctor yeah. can win people over and, and get their confidence and, yeah. and you know it, that stuff's really good but i, I have a feeling that's more because it was it was a co-joint it was uh, written by T. Davis and Gareth Roberts i think it was a Gareth Roberts written and then T. Davis in the showrunner role does like the extensive rewrites but i think he, i think he structured it that much that he's got top billing for this one like he, yeah. he obviously was like i need this i need
1: this i need this and i need this um it just hey uh, yeah, it just didn't come together for me i just that's didn't fine. care for it I think oh, well. it was also because it was <clears throat> it, it was so... It was just this island of Doctor Who in the middle of the year. Well, yeah, well, well. after that um, we
0: briefly got Dreamland, the animated special. Which I just passed me by completely. Uh,
1: I, I'll have to
0: lend you... You saw Infinite Quest, didn't you? No, I didn't see Infinite Quest I, I, I think I'm going to have to lend you Infinite Quest and Dreamland. Um, apparently, I and, I, and I respect this, the specials steelbook, which has been put on a mysterious delay all of a sudden, uh, apparently will include Dreamland and the Infinite Quest on them. So it's okay. like, oh, that's kind of cool. So they're all kind of in one place. That makes a bit more sense. Um, have you ever seen The Wedding of Sarah Jane Smith? Yes. Yay. Have you seen Death of the Doctor? No. Well, I know we're doing for a commentary soon.
1: So, um, no, I don't think I have. It's bloody
0: great. And also, is that thing of we like working with you, you're back in it. It's one of, <laughs> David yeah, Brad- Barbara- of David Bradley's three roles in Modern Doctor Who. Brilliant. He's the voice of the Shan Sheath. Um, the, under- uh, the undertakers of the universe who uh, look like giant vultures yes. uh, so uh, yes. continuing the Judoon tradition of monsters that are animals on people bodies uh, but yeah. um, Dreamland Dreamland's got a really good script but just the animation really distracts from it like it's ugly animation like yeah, I've not seen it in motion. Infinite Quest works really. better because it's the Cosgrove Hall, late Cosgrove Hall flash animation style yeah. that is in a lot of the recons on DVD, so it, it at least blends in with those, yeah. whereas
1: Dreamland is distracting. But Phil Ford, who wrote Dreamland, also co-wrote The Waters of Mars. Fucking love The Waters of Mars, one of Tenet's best stories. What else do you want me to say about it? It's <laughs> a creepy sort of almost zombie thing, on Mars, gotta get off Mars, or else you'll be turning into a water zombie. Gotta get off Mars, okay. It's gotta fucking
0: great. Uh, it's also Graham Harper's last uh, episode in the Russell era as a director. What a way to freaking bow out. Like, Yeah. Holy
1: shit. It's brilliant.
0: Gadget, gadget. Um, oh,
1: a little gadget. Lindsay Duncan. Lindsay is, uh, Duncan. Adelaide Brooke. Knocking it um, out of the park. Oh my god, I forgot Gemma Chan's in it. Well this was before she was a bloody uh, movie star. Oh my god, I yeah. totally about it. <sighs> wow, sorry, I was just looking at the cast and I was like, what the Yeah, it's a hell of a cast.
0: Uh Ood Sigma reappears briefly visually at the end as a, as an omen. Um of the screw ups of the tenth doctor for meddling with time. Because yep. this again is an episode all about fixed points and things you cannot change. Yep. Um the peril very much is like if he stays there, he's gonna be part of the mysterious event that took them all. Um, or he's in danger of trying to change it, which, of course, he does. Mm. And then Adelaide corrects it, because she knows she's meant to die, so takes her own life. It's like, oh, my God. And that's, like, the death knell that makes him realise, the hell am I doing? Um, the look of the creatures, like the infected water. <sighs> so creepy. The Flood, I think, is the name they give in yeah. the script, isn't it? Yeah. They are totally spooky. Uh, the episode touches on the Ice Warriors briefly. The yep. idea that the Flood was an infection that was frozen. Uh, by the occupants of Mars to keep it away from everybody, uh, Bowie Base One, um, Bowie Base One, just so much good stuff. And the fact that he gets to a point where he is actually about to go and he changes his mind, yeah, and it's like, oh, is it's, he doing the
1: right thing? And uh, no, he isn't. It's the start of the hu- mm. the hubris. Mm. That's, Time Lord uh, victorious. That will bring him down because we move on to a very divisive story, really, amongst fans. Uh, the end of time. Well, it, a lot the end of people time, dismiss it. It's all of the best and all of the worst parts of the Russell era in one giant glorious swan song.
0: I'll always put. I'll always come to bat for it though, for one reason. All of the finales during Russell's era are blockbuster. Yeah, they're they're event telly. Like, yeah, they're, they're there to make you the next day like talk to people at work and at school and be like, Jesus, oh, did, did, did you see Doctor this? Who this yeah, weekend? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my God, this other. And the end of time is very much. Event telly, like it's the stakes get bigger and, bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and it leaves you going, "How the fuck are they going to get out of this?" Absolutely. One? And unlike later sort of runs of the show, it does answer everything. Everything gets resolved. Yeah. There is only one thing that is left open ended, and it's done on purpose. Which is, who's that woman? They left that open on purpose because he went, "I want, I want the people at home to, to decide. Have a little something." Russell believes it's his mother. Okay. That's, who, that's who he thinks it is as yeah. the writer but he understands that it isn't important to know definitively it's it's more important what she stands for and the idea of you kind of she stands kind of for process. looking
1: at palms yeah
0: <laughs> like the weeping angels oh um, so yeah. fucking yeah Timothy Dalton. Timothy
1: Dalton was in this and he's fucking great as the, as the narrator
0: he's never been credited as anything other than the narrator oh. even though part two reveals who he is oh. Um, <laughs> oh. We get to see the Time Lords, and we get to learn that the reason why the Doctor hasn't tried to save them is because they're not the pricks. They're not worth <laughs> it. like he misses them, and of course he mourns Actual them, pricks. and it's horrible that all these people had to die. But like the things they were doing in the final days to <laughs> try and ensure their own survival, which includes the final sanction.
1: I miss my people breaking but... from
0: time and breaking time down in its entirety. Till only the most prominent sentient beings of intelligence and, and repute, like the Time Lords, will survive yeah. as beings of of consciousness alone. There'll be no physical material universe, but they'll survive because they're important. It's like, oh my god, they're monsters. And it's because Razalon specifically is leading the council to do that. Yeah. One thing I don't hate Day of the Doctor for is they don't trip up on that. Like they mentioned that the council have their ways, we have ours, and yeah. the military are actually just fighting to survive. And the council are some separate sect of lunatics. Which explains why we only ever see them in these chambers. Because they are separate from everyone else. They're in Arcadia or wherever it is. Like, they're separate from the rest of the Time Lords. Yeah. I love the fact that they they implanted their salvation in the Master from an early age. The drums were actually a calling to get him to that specific point. To bring them home. Um, and bring them to Earth using... Fucking psychopaths. The, uh, the what's it Lord? called? The thingy gate. Um, the something gate. So I think it might just be the gate. It's all right. I've got it here. I've, the I'll, plot gate. Oh, look at you! <laughs> the
1: old plot gate. Ah, oh, the old plot gate. No, oh, those big old gates, oh, hey, You got oh, those big old gates for everybody. Oh,
2: they'll
0: have a little gate. Um, because uh, the Naismiths are the ones who are, who are developing it. These millionaires who are up to no good started yes. making trouble in my neighbourhood. Um, one
1: little fight. And my mum got scared She went, Oh home god. with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air.
0: Oh, fair enough. <laughs>
1: um, oh my god. Um Oh my god, yeah, David Harewood plays uh oh, yeah,
0: May-Smith. Yeah.
1: David Harewood and that you've got uh, the two oh, the two scientists. What are they?
0: Oh my god, that they are um, they are
1: Vinvocci uh
0: and they are Adams and Rossiter Yes, played by Sinead Keenan and Laurie Lewin. Yeah, um, they're great. June Whitfield. Oh, Laurie uh, Lewin's great as well. Like he's, he's one of the he's one of the he's not one of the core *Horrible Histories* cast, but he was like the guy who recurred throughout their yeah. four, their four main seasons as as, as writers and stuff. Yeah. Um, most notably is Oliver Cromwell. He's fucking hilarious. Is Oliver Cromwell? <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they're, they're great. Vimvotchi, shimmer. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my lord. It's a talking cactus. Wilf is the companion. Yes. The master's failsafe plan to come back from the dead is pulled off by Lucy Saxon, who resurrects him to kill him outright. Yeah, and it fails but his resurrection fails and he comes back as a sort of half alive version of himself. He has to constantly he constantly consume. red meat. Yeah, which is Ooh. sinister. Ooh. Like some shots make it goofy and a bit weird, but some shots make it really creepy. Like when he right like leaps yeah through the air after those
1: two people. Oh yeah, cuz he always has weird he also has weird lightning powers now as a, as a side yeah. effect of his That's never his expanded on, but sort of I'm I'm fine
0: death. with it. Whatever. Like give the master power, that's fun to watch. <laughs> As and, a fan of that character, give him something that makes him superior in some way to the people around him. Yeah. And that's fun to watch. Because it's like, it's what he
1: wants. And there is the goofiness of him briefly turning the entire population of the earth into him.
0: Which is a great cliffhanger. Because you're like, wait. Yeah. What the <laughs> is hell is so happening? weird. And then you had to wait from Christmas Day to New Year's Day to find out what the hell that meant. Yeah. Uh, and we go into part two and, the, and the, the you will knock four times and it becomes pretty damn evident that, <sighs> oh my god it's the master, it's the sound of drums, like, of course it's him. And the Doctor sort of acknowledges in this that he kind of knew that. Like, he kind of knew that it was going to be him. Yeah. In some way. And uh, even though he'd burnt him at a bloody funeral pyre at the end of Series 3. Yeah, Darth we le- Vader we le- style. We learned that that We learned that the ringed hand that cackled was the random lady who's the leader of the cult of Saxon.
1: Yeah. And not uh, the Rani, as everyone speculated. Um, <laughs> every time, every time there's a... I mean, Slightly to be fair, villainous it, was, it, was female hand, character. it was a hand
0: with like a sort of very elaborate ring and a, and a cackle. Was like, and, and Russell did say that he never wrote it in intending it to be the you but he also never, he, never, he also never wrote it in necessarily intending to follow up on it. Yeah. Like he was leaving it there if someone else down the
1: line wanted to do something I, I with it, they like, could. It's just every time you get a, a woman <laughs> in Doctor Who who is vaguely villainous there's uh, a certain section of the fan base will go, oh, it's the Rani. It's got to be the Rani. everybody has the Rani I, th- Rani. I think in a post-Missy,
0: post-13th Doctor world, we should be asking that of every male yes. who gets employed now.
1: That would be great if the, we get an evil Time we're Lord.
0: Like, uh, we're animal wranglers. We work a lot with film companies and uh, Doctor Who have recently hired three horses from us. <gasps>
1: is one of them the Rani? Is one of them the Rani. <laughs> Are all of them the Rani? all of them the Rani? Can the Time Lords regenerate into multiple... Of other species. I
0: might have two ends. I might have no head. Don't say that's an improvement.
1: Um But yeah,
0: yeah I, I I like the end of time. It's blockbuster telly. It's, again, it's full of flaws, like but it's full of really sort of cool punch the air on any I'll well, say any scene with Wolf, but specifically the two scenes, the one in the cafeteria in episode one yeah. and the one on the ship where he's trying to convince him to take the gun in episode two is brilliant. Oh my god, that stuff is amazing. The almost like oh my god is Donna gonna remember and they basically use her sort of stored memories as a temporary bomb to kill the uh the 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 soldiers that are coming after her to kill the masters that are coming after her so that she's safe for now you know what I mean like yeah. that stuff is is great the fact she's moving on and getting married and she's getting married to so someone, it's just all right and yeah. they're simple they get by and they're doing okay and it's a same... nice little fella the way Wolf sums it up you sort of like oh okay I don't know if it's the same actor from uh Forest, and Library. silence the library yeah dead. uh i uh, but it, it's it's sort of implied that it's a very similar guy yeah yeah, yeah. um which is kind of nice because like, oh she did sort of find him in a way yeah um and then we get the the time lords being banished the master taking part in their, their demise um or at least subduing them, as we learn later. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Master finally doing what he was destined to do back in Pertwee's finale, originally before Delgado's Untimely Passing, which was save the Doctor in a sort of ambiguous way of like, is he doing it to save him or is he doing it to save himself? Yeah. Either way, he's done it and he seemingly has died doing a heroic thing. Um, Timothy Dalton's spit.
1: Timothy Dalton's... And then the victory lap. And then the victory lap at the end. Also, the tragedy of, of Wilf being almost uh, almost directly responsible for the Doctor's regeneration. And like, I, I, I totally is...
0: understand why people hate his, his rant and his strop, but it's very in character for this Doctor. And he's very human. He's, 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 he's a, very real. He's se- He's a selfish Doctor. Yeah, yeah. He is selfish. He's the hero and he'll save the day. But like, he's you know, is he doing it because it's the right thing to do, or is he doing it partly because it makes him the hero? Like, we don't know and. You know, he's, he's he's a questionable guy. He's not he's not the nicest person.
1: No. He's a good guy, but he's not a, a good he's a, guy. He's a good guy, but through. he's not always nice. So
0: let him have a bitch and a moan. Let him be like, I saved the day. Why is it this that kills me? You know? Yeah. Because you know he doesn't blame Wilf for it.
1: He no. Bl-
0: he blames the fact that it was just inevitable. And it was something this simple. Something that he has to do. Of course he's going to save Wilf's life course he's going to do
1: it. Yeah, he's of course there's no never an option.
0: And but then the victory tour, I know that pisses people off too, but again, oh,
1: in character. Sweet. Of course this doctor's going to be like, "Well, Cause... I'm going to go on a big victory lap and say goodbye to everybody and all that." Of course
0: he, he's a freaking egotistical yeah. showboat. Well, like... Also
1: don't forget like this is not just David Tennant's farewell. This is Russell T Davis's farewell. This is a ma- there's a massive shift coming. This this version of the in... show is saying goodbye. Yeah, and it absolutely does. Like from day 1 Moffat runs a very different show, for better or worse, mm. mostly worse. Um, Valce DM so, scoring the end of it, uh,
0: yeah. yeah, like using Eccleston's theme and bringing it back to set herald the end of this version. It's there's so much going on. I mean, we get, we uh, get. I think the Mickey and the Mickey and Martha thing is kind of weird because it's sort of like. And they just paired those two up just so we can see two of the characters in a happy ending? Yeah, I think so. I guess they yeah, have. It's just convenient. Yeah. But it's, a, it's also an excuse to cameo us on Taran again, briefly. And, yeah, I mean, who doesn't uh, like us on Sarah Taran? Sarah Jane and, and Luke get a... We see them. The Doctor pairs up Jack. Because Jack, at this point, is after the events of Children of Earth. So he's out in space just basically trying to leave everyone behind and find himself again and come to terms with what horrible thing he's just done. Yeah. Which the Doctor's unaware of. But even so, he sees him, doesn't say any words, but he basically gives him the direction to <laughs> talk to the uh, the Russell Tovey-looking dude at the bar. Midshipman frame. So basically, the Doctor's final goodbye to Jack is...
1: Get you a shag if you want. Uh, get that, you a... Uh... That guy over there, you can do the shag. Hey, Jack, you wanna get laid? And you see
0: some like, like, adipos and slothene in the bar and stuff, so it's an excuse to cram a few more of the yeah. the, the monsters of this era into a few shots. And It's silly, yeah. but it's sweet. And that kind of... Because he goes and gets, gets his, uh, the book sign-in of... Yeah, of, of
1: uh, it was Verity Newman, who is Verity a, descend- Newman, who who is is a descendant, descendant of Nurse Redfern. Of Nurse, uh, Nurse Redford,
0: yeah. Uh, um, so Jessica is coming back to play a character whose name is the hybrid of the two people responsible for the show existing in the first place. Um um it's just it's just it's a a little it's a victory run it's just a one last lap to sort of say goodbye to everybody it's
1: fun and then he sees
0: i I do love i love the rose ending i think the rose ending is perfectly right for this doctor like the fact that he goes back to the power state yeah sees jackie and rose like going back rose taking a very sort of drunk
1: and not feeling very well jackie back to the flat and it's, it, it, on, on
0: new year's eve
1: 2004 yeah so it's the, the new year's eve before they meet what year is it she, yeah she, what year is it she's like you tell,
0: it was 2005 so i bet you're gonna have a really great year and at this point he's starting to die from the radiation she yeah. just thinks he's a drunken bloke drunken nice bloke on the estate drunken nice but then bloke. sort of like, she's walking away the way she's looking at him is kind of like this little thing and she's like oh he's a bit fit like yeah. the way she the way she, the way yeah. she plays it is sort of yeah. like oh, which is nice because then it's like hang on his regeneration, and Kevin Scott went into detail this on the said his regeneration to that doctor is kind of tied to her specifically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is the only reason he looks and sounds like that because she
1: saw this guy? It's a stable time loop! Like, just, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that the, the and then end Ood, of time. Ood
0: Sigma, sort of voiced over a bit by the Ood, the early Ood, earlier in the episode, voiced by Brian Cox, because he's yep. randomly in this. Yeah. Um, I sent think... him off, and he. he
1: Selfishly says, "I don't want to go," and he fucking disappears. I think the end of time, and it's sort of victory lap sequence, so sort of perfectly encapsulates the Russell T. Davis era in that it's a bit silly, but it's fun. Yeah, but it's also quite sweet, and it's got an emotional heart, emotional mm. core to it. And I think it's the perfect summation of what works about the Russell T. Davis era. Not always, not always. It doesn't always work. I mean we've 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 in the last few episodes we've we definitely had our fair share of stories yeah that, that haven't worked but for the most part it was a really strong and and pretty consistent era of a show and it, the 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 show grew through Moffat's um early period certainly but he wouldn't have been able to do that without the foundation that Russell T Davis gave it of bringing it back and making it not a joke anymore
0: mm. I grew up on sort of the Barry Lett's like unit kind of era. That yeah. was the one I grew up on. But but even though that's sort of woven into me DNA, this is my favourite run of the show. It is the Russell T. Davies era. In terms of just what it does in its time. Yeah. What he does as the overseer of it all. Um well, it's, it's, the characters that are created and nurtured
1: and are allowed to really grow. It's hard to judge early <laughs> Doctor Who by the standards of modern TV because it is so S- serialized hmm. and, oh, yeah. and and of its time, so but, but this is this is the one blanket. Yeah, this is for me. This is the. I want to watch
0: some Doctor Who. Fuck it, I'm putting on a Russell episode. Like I'm putting on a tenant yeah. story. I'm putting on. I mean, I got my favorite Doctor out of this era. The Ninth yep. Doctor is my favorite Doctor. Eccleston's my favorite incarnation, and I got him from this.
1: So, Russell D. Davis, thank you for Doctor Who. Thanks for bringing it back. Thanks for making it brilliant. And thank you lot for suggesting this in the first place. Yeah. Because holy crap, we talked about a lot of this, a lot of it. We did a lot, lot. Words don't work. Brain, Chris, melty. Chris Messaged Bet me, said, all right, we'll do this two-parter. I want to give you it to about 45 minutes each. Ha! I knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. We I going? said, you are living in a dream world, boy. Yeah. There's no way we can get you to talk about anything for 45 minutes. We're looking at an hour at the, at, the, at the least. What are we going to talk about next week? Who knows? I don't fucking know. Who the, knows? We're doing this two weeks before we have to record it. That's true. Wait, what?
0: Time travel. Time travel. If you want to get in touch, bigdamcontact at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter, at bigdamcast. We're also on Patreon. If you want to support the show for as little as $1 a month, that's about 80-something pence, then patreon.com slash bigdamcast. And of course, you can catch live streams over on twitch.tv. Slash big damn stream. Yes. We're not going to talk about Doctor Who next week, unless there's some Doctor Who news item that we have to cover from the
1: previous two weeks. That's not a tease, we honestly don't know. So. We, don't, we <laughs> honestly don't know, we're recording this
0: at the year of our Lord, Monday the 16th of September, so yeah. Lord knows, but um, unless something Doctor Who comes up in the news, we aren't talking about Doctor Who for a bit, because two lifelong Doctor Who fans have reluctantly talked about Doctor Who. So much Doctor Who. For so long. So long. Praise the mighty algorithm. Praise the algorithm! And we'll see you later. Bye. Goodbye. Now yeah, let's go and say goodbye to